This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Comic Book Click at tpublic.com. Take a selfie rocking one of our shirts from TeePublic and use the hashtag CBCWorthy for a chance to win two free tickets to see Captain Marvel in theaters March 8th. Just click the Shop Comic Book Click link in our show notes to make a purchase or follow us on Facebook for more information. Remember, you are worthy. Everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason, and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by Comic Book Click, and as always, I am never alone, sir, please introduce yourself. I am Dick Grayson's multiple bedfellows, Gregory Thomas, aka GT Rebirth. <laughs> GT Rebirth is here in studio, but he is not alone. Other sir, please introduce yourself. We're having a threesome tonight, it's Yogi here. Yogi is here in studio. I got GT Rebirth. I got Yogi. And we're all here to talk about Dick. So that's why it had to be a very special episode here of the Major Issues Podcast. We're here to talk about the first iteration of a live action version of one of the most famous teams in DC's lore. We're talking DC's Titans. uh, An 11 episode uh, series brought to you by DC's Universe app. The first show on that app, uh, by the way. So you know that they wanted to start off strong. Um, I guess to keep it, I guess, a little bit spoiler free. What do you guys off the jump think about this series? Um, and I guess in relation to the myriad of Teen Titans and Titans um, media. media that's out there uh, between comics and um, the animated stuff. Um, I thought it was fine. I... This was really the only exposure I had to Teen Titans or Titans in any sense outside of like the the Titans Rebirth one. Okay. So I I, I was going into it fresh anyway and I had no uh I had no personal connection to the characters that I was tied to that I was worried about being broken. Right. I mean that and that can uh be a problem. Yogi, I know you're aware you're well more steeped in Titans lore than probably the both of us. So, how did you feel about this iteration of the Titans? And I also know that you're also very quite forgiving about uh, <laughs> uh about portrayals because of your understanding of multiverse theory where there are yes. multiple versions of these characters. And so, if you don't get the one that you probably thought you were going to get, this is just an iteration off the beaten path. That makes it a lot easier to uh, to accept some of the uh, more different iterations of our favorite characters that we've been getting lately. But at the same time, uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to forgive everything, you know. And when <laughs> uh, when um, when the leaked photo, when the leaked set images came out of uh, Titans, and we got to see the cast in costume for the first time, I was with everyone else when I was like, you know, ill. You know, it wasn't yeah. just, you know, I was like, you know, the, they all looked like, you know, bad, well, bad cosplayers or whatever. But um, right. I was pleasantly surprised. Like, first of all, it took us so long to actually get this show. I don't know if you guys remember, but like years ago when they announced this, it was supposed to be on like TNT. And this Titan got like dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 
so uh, think, DC Universe finally they was right in the bag for this kind of stuff. You think with all the stuff that they do with CW, these guys would have been right on the chopping block. Why do you think it took so long to adapt the Titans? I feel like uh, when, well, their original goal was to get it on TNT, which would have been like really uh, drama centric. And I'm not sure if if maybe uh, there was like creative differences or or whatever happened, but I'm sure that they've got much more freedom on their own uh, streaming service than they would have. Uh, under the Turner umbrella. Yeah, that makes sense. That, the that's problem... A big, that's a big thing for me. There is actually... I'm, like, really interested in some of these shows that they have on the app coming up, which is just, like, okay, this is our system. This is under our umbrella. We kind of get to do whatever the heck we want now. There's no one to tell us no. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword, though, because, um, yes. you know, you're free to do whatever you want on your app. At the same time... You're beholden to like subscriber numbers, which um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but like apparently it, the DC Universe app isn't doing as well as they thought it would. I so heard this. that kind of that, that kind of scares me because I, um, you know, what happens when uh, <laughs> what happens if it doesn't reach that uh, that goal marker and uh, all these shows that we're excited for, where do the, where do they go? You know what happens? I don't know. They're gonna have to like fold into some sort of Warner Brothers app, right? Like they they would have to come out with some sort of Warner I Brothers entertainment so. app or something. But you figure but, Warner Brothers has one of these up their sleeves with uh, Disney Play coming down the pike. Yeah, but like you said, you know, we saw what happened with the um, Marvel Netflix. So you could imagine if, God forbid, this had to tank or they had to close their doors on this app, who knows where this iteration of Titans goes. It, it could literally float forever. It could never yeah. be uh, revived. And so we are at a at a, at a crossroads here, you know, especially with fir- the first season of the first original show on this original network. Um, and I personally, I, I liked a lot about it, but I felt as if... It was half of a series. I feel like there's a another part that they maybe wanted to give us initially when they first, um, you know, started to storyboard this and start to flesh out where these characters were going to be. I, I get this feeling, and I don't know if it's just me, that the way things ended in the series is not where they intended to end things. And I'm not saying that the way they ended it was bad, but you can almost tell that that it wasn't intended almost or it wasn't uh that they they wanted to give more time to other aspects and, and other characters which i feel like we can get into length um on in a bit but um, i was already um i was actually prepared for a slower pace when it came to titans because uh like we were just saying being on their own streaming service they greenlighted a second season before the first one even aired so they were ready yeah. to tell to, to tell their story as fast or as slow as they wanted. But uh, when it comes to that season finale, or uh, I guess I'll put that in quotes because it didn't really feel like any finale I've ever, uh, <laughs> I've ever yeah, seen. No, it kind of, yeah, like definitely. you said, it kind of felt abrupt. Like if there was maybe more that we were supposed to get and it got cut off the end or, or however they got to the conclusion that we were only going to get 11 episodes instead of the original 12. Right. Well, also at the end of the day, like if you're already familiar with the CW series and the speeds that it runs at, like this still has Greg Berlanti's signature on it. Yeah. So there's going to be some familiarity to it. Yeah, but it also makes you wonder where where they where then does the tangent come, right? It makes you wonder, like if you've seen uh, CW esque shows. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people didn't take this on because they thought it was going to be another CW show and right. they have their full, their, their fill, their full, all of that yeah. stuff. Like they literally, you'd we, almost hope that the, the saving grace of the difference between the, the, the CW stuff and the 
uh, the DC Universe stuff is the same thing you got out of the Marvel Netflix, which was like, it was much more condensed. Yeah. I'm not watching Arrow for eight months of 20-something episodes. 20, yeah, man. That stuff you gets know? hard, bro. That stuff gets <laughs> Compared hard, Compared to like, I've got three months of, you know, Titans in it. It's, it's I, I literally want to get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know people are probably screaming at me right now because I haven't, but it's like... Oh, ev- man, if ev- you haven't gotten into it yet, you've got to ride. The longer that I wait, the more another 23 episodes drops. You've got to ride ahead of you. Then, and then I got to try to get through that. So something like this, you know, 11 episodes, hour piece, you know, 40, you know, uh, 45 minutes to an hour piece. I think, I think it, this is the way to go with that. Um, but... This is not a lot of people's version of the Teen Titans. There's been a, a bunch of different versions of the Teen Titans popularized throughout the years. Probably the most um, popular one is the Marv Wolfman, George Perez iteration of the Teen Titans, which was Robin, Starfire, Beast Boy, Raven, and Cyborg. Um, but prior to that, the original quote-unquote Teen Titans, the Fab Five or whatever, was uh, <laughs> Dick Grayson's Robin, Wally West's Kid Flash, Garth Aqualad. They never decided to give Garth a last name. I think that's so. But anyway, Donna Troy, and Donna Troy's Wonder Girl. So, Garth um, Lad. Garth Lad. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, and, and then shortly after, you know, then Titans ebbs and flows, you know, the, the quality uh, goes up and down. Certainly. But a lot As of people... any pe- comic does. Yeah, a lot of people um, praise... Jeff Johns' run in 2003 for bringing a different level uh, to the Teen Titans um, uh, lore. And it took a lot from that Young Justice sort of, you know, we're not... A lot of us are trying to break it, break out into our own mm-hmm. um, narrative here. Uh, into our own identities. Yeah. And that there's a lot of that in this. So do you guys have a favorite um, iteration of Teen Titans? Or are you... When you came into this, was there anyone that you kind of wanted to see? Like, oh, it would be awesome if Blank, you know, showed up. I think, uh, I, I guess I try I not s- to. Go ahead. Oh, you could go ahead. I'm sorry about that. This three-man team is new to us. We're going to be <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna be getting used to us. You gentlemen are so, are so polite. In fairness, I think the only version of Teen Titans, by any definition, I can say I have a favorite or I am familiar with is, like, Young Justice. Okay. Which by I think I I think by any scope, no matter what you call it, is the same thing. Yeah, I can I can see that. Well, you got Connor there. I think Connor right. is a big um, player in that. That is wasn't it's got in the original. Connor, it's got Wally. It's you know. Yeah. It's, it's the, got the, thing, the thing that like makes the it arrow. the thing that makes the like the Young Justice show feel like Teen Titans though is because of how like it literally was like pulling little elements from. Jeff John's Teen Titans run, but at the same time, it mixed in that original Young Justice story, Peter David's Young Justice. Yeah. So it's like, I I can understand why it feels, it does, it's basically a Teen Titans show, right? But for for, uh, a little older crowd. (laughs) If you just put put Teen Titans or Titans on the the front signature, it wouldn't have made a difference. Uh, They didn't even give the team a name. Yeah, exactly. Do Do you guys think that in uh, taking away the teen from the name, do you think it was warranted? Do you think that everything that um, was more adult oh, in the oh, show? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Saying, do you think it? Do you think it all played a, a a a role, or was it blood and cursing and sex for blood and cursing and sex sake? No, I mean, if it, it, it's like it, it's it's apparent, it's uh, it's obvious that they. Okay, so like. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but over the past few years, the Titans have become a brand onto their of their own. 
You know, you've yes. got Batman, you've got Superman, you've got the Justice League, and now you've got the the Teen Titans. So, um, so far, all of mainstream media's Titans uh, adaptations have been for kids. You know, it's been the yeah, Teen Titans true. Go, the original Teen Titans, the uh, the new DC animated universe Teen Titans movies. So you almost, if, if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to have something different, you almost had to do this in the way that they did. Yeah. There was a lot of um. They, they, I'd, I'd argue that those DC Teen Titans movies have been a bit, Adult. bit higher up. I just like whenever the things Starfire, they do with Starfire yeah, and yeah, Dick Grayson are yeah, just. Yeah, I just like, like yeah, yeah, Starfire yeah, yeah. and Dick Grayson <laughs> jokes about like do that thing you did last night in front of everyone. No, not that thing. I, the other thing. <laughs> I'd say I'd say like okay, I'd say like you know you got Teen Titans go for the kids. You got the DC Universe Teen Titans for the teens, and now you've got uh, Titans for adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've done, they've gone to great lengths um, in DC's uh, mythology to show the importance of the not only the team Teen Titans because they they always make it a point to say like they would just be young heroes without any guidance, without any a mission, without any purpose mm-hmm. out there, and who knows what would happen to them. But they make it a, a a real strong point to highlight almost in every iteration the original five, the Fab Five, and they they go to great lengths to show the um. The, con- the con- connectivity, I guess you would say, of these people. Like, no matter what Dick Grayson's going through, he's always going to have a soft spot for Wally West, for Donna Troy, for, um, I'm, I feel like I'm Mr. Speedy. Mm-hmm. We've seen we've seen that. And I, I, I think it's one of the most endearing things. Like, they have a bond that some leaguers don't, like some Justice League members don't. And with, oh. with, with the beginning of Rebirth, a lot of that was, I remember a Titans of old. <laughs> right. And how do I get, how do I get, like, their, their love and memories uh, withstood the breaking of the multiverse. <laughs> you know right. like, there's, a, there's a lot of, of uh, <laughs> Titans love and continuity there. Um, Not anymore. Well, um, well yeah. <laughs> poor no. Wally. Oh, uh, poor um, <laughs> I, I, um, I think, I think, I think it's from Justice League vs. Teen Titans, but like that, that was definitely a, a thing I got from it that like, um, that the Justice League is a conglomerate that operates because of necessity. Okay. And that I can the see that. Teen Titans are a group that are together because they want to be. Yeah, I can see that. And they have a united, um, they're united in many ways. And I mean, Titans together, right? That's yeah. the, that's in the whole, the whole, uh, they just have that it. weird friends thing where everyone kind of dates in the circle and it's kind of awkward. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that does happen. <laughs> um, but let's go into these core team of Titans, the Titans that we uh we got on this show. Starting off with the with the main man, Richard Grayson, uh, who plays Robin. Brandon Thwaites is the actor. Now Robin's a, a long, long, long time comic book character. Uh, first appearing in Detective Comics number thirty eight in April of nineteen forty, and he starts off as the whole in in, in comic books at least starts off. As the wide-eyed boy wonder sidekick for the notorious Dark Knight of Gotham City Batman. And after joining the Titans for some time, Dick relinquishes the Robin mantle in favor of starting over as his own man, calling himself Nightwing. Uh, He's a skilled acrobat, martial artist, and detective. And Brandon Thwaites is the first actor to play Robin in a live-action TV series 49 years after the end of Batman 66, where Burt Ward starred as the character. And I think that that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I always thought there was one in Birds of Prey. I don't know why. I, I saw it. Well, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think, like, has there even been a, has there been a live-action Batman on TV since no. then? 
No. I remember I remember uh, it being a point that when you saw the bat signal in the crossover in the Arrowverse, that was the first time a bat signal has been shown since the 66 show. There's also some okay, story that's a pretty that, big like, deal. They, there's yeah, also some story that they asked um Gotham for their bat signal and they said no. <laughs> well, you know you what? That's great. That's signals. great that they didn't. Because it isn't the Gotham bat signal just a flashlight? Oh my god, is With it? With no bat on it? Um they don't have it's a bat a yet because the bat has not yet been established. But is that a signal? <laughs> so what were they That's just a lie. It's a signal if you, it's a signal if you know what it, it's a signal. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then it it's almost makes the bat thing it almost <laughs> makes the bat thing seem over extravagant, right? Cuz now you've done it with the, just the light. You can still be Batman and just go back to I the mean, light. Does does Ra's al Ghul not make that exact same line in the first movie? Yeah, that's true. You might as well just be the moth, right? Yeah. The moth to the light, and then you go... You get yeah. Theatricality <laughs> and deception, my friend. Moth that's man. all you need. Moth man. I feel like you, t- I feel you took my advice about theatricality a bit, literally. <laughs> I've been on this boat of we need Robin in live action for quite some time. I mm-hmm. think that... If you're just informed by the media's taking of Batman, Batman Batman can handle it all on his own. But the reason why the character's endured for this long is because he has people checking him to the right and left. And right. some of them being, you know, uh, Robin, Batgirl. Um, and I, eventually he has a son. I know. More Robins. Yeah, more Robins. <laughs> Robin, I know Batgirl, we're going we're to we're gonna get into this a little later, but I know what I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they made it a point to show what would happen to Batman if he didn't have his Robin support system. Yes, because there's another Robin who puts those two and two together uh, later on in his lore, and we get to see <laughs> Greg is not Greg is not impressed. But um, so Ro- my fist. Robin is here. Robin is here. Yes. What do you guys think about Robin, the boy wonder? I, he is far from a boy, <laughs> and I think the wonder has left I, his eyes. But what do you guys think? Uh, uh, I I thought I thought Brandon did a. I know I know I know. In the beginning, I was a little I was a little put off by like the over over aggressive violence that we were getting from this Robin. But as the story goes on, you realize that that's a problem that he's dealing with. And I'm like, you know what? I think that he did a good job as, uh, as Dick Grayson. It felt, I felt Dick. I felt, I don't want to say I felt Dick. I, um, I, I got, I got got the feeling of Dick. He was a great dick. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know? And we haven't had dick in a while. So when you haven't had dick in a while, almost any dick would do. Yeah, but... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the longest episode I've ever done. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I had a kick out of it at the beginning just because like everyone's kind of you know, waiting to get there, Robin, and I saw the first few scenes, and I was just like, yes, we're getting Agent Grayson. Let's uh, get it. Agent of Spiral. <laughs> uh, but, um, other than that, I thought he did a good job. I appreciated, or at least, I guess I appreciated the nuance of the idea that um, a lot of people were sort of confused about the idea that he was still this violent character that he, after he got away from Batman, and I was just like, that's not an easy process. No, it's not. Especially when... These are things when... <laughs> deeply ingrained into your motor skills and like, it, it it's a recovery time. And the things that, the thing, you know, they say it all the time that Batman, you know, preps these kids for war and stuff, but yeah. these things are not told to you, like, 
your whole reality is skewed because what is viewed as essential for the human, you know, uh, condition mm-hmm. is looked at as weakness. And so yes. now you start taking parts of yourself out because they are a hindrance. Mm-hmm. Um, what I felt was a little bit curious about this Dick Grayson um, was that he wasn't, he didn't immediately assume responsibility. No. Like, not from, like, you would think that, you know, uh, any Robin or especially the first Robin would like, all right. You guys obviously don't know what you're doing. I'm taking charge. And he eventually gets there. But it's cool to see him kind of be like, I don't really want to hang right now. Like, yeah. I don't really know y'all. He, um, you get, he meets Raven and he drops them off at a friend's house. Right. <laughs> He's like, by the way, uh, I'm you just mind if this girl stays here? I know we used to screw. Do you mind if this girl stays here for some time? I'll be back <laughs> in like three months or something. Uh, how do you feel about Grayson running away from his responsibilities initially? Uh, it made sense to me. Like it, he's already running from them, at, essentially, at some in some way. Yeah. Right. So he. Yeah. He's still on the run from something, whether it's an outside force or inside himself that he he wants to handle on his own, and he thinks it's safest that way. I could see that. I thought. I thought. Uh. I. I don't know. I don't, they haven't like fully explained the 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 catalyst for the breakup. On in this universe, but going by what I already knew about Dick, I just uh, I don't even think I saw it as uh, him running away from his responsibility because of um, he was fired. I don't know if that's the way. Like I don't, they didn't go into it on the show, but um, like yeah, canonically no, no, he gets uh, fired. He the, gets shot. He gets shot. Yeah, at, right? right. And then um, Batman gets yeah, scared. Yeah, and he's like, "You're not going out there anymore. You're officially pulled from oh, this." He just and he's like, him. "Yeah," because he gets mm-hmm. shot like close to the head by the Joker on okay. a, on a roof. And then he's like, yeah, yep. you're, you, you're not doing... And he's like, what do you mean I'm not... And he gets in his face like, are you kidding me? Like, we've been doing this and all of a sudden now yep. it's going to be an issue mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. But I get that. I also get that confused because I've read uh, Marv Wolfman's Teen Titans. And in that, it's it's a way more calming revelation. He's like, eh, you know, I don't want to do this Robin thing anymore. I think I want to be Nightwing. And, and <laughs> so I don't know where that revelation fits in with his Batman lore. I don't know... If he gets kicked out and then he like, goes hangs out I with his friends, I feel like they um they they made this Titans uh they made this Dick have a real a real chip on his shoulder like he's really angry at Bruce. I can see them uh going the the he got fired route because then when he gets replaced so suddenly it's like um ouch you know like what the hell what the hell Bruce you fired me uh what 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 why would you go out and replace me so easily which uh it ends up being that. Uh, pretty. Sa- Bruce got lonely. <laughs> yeah, he got a rebound. He, missed, he, missed. he literally got a rebound. Like, I, I kept assu- I kept assuming that the series at one point was going to flash back to like a bad thing happened, and it got to me, and I left. Right, or Batman crossed the line, and I saw that this was a line I don't want to cross. I, and then I, I essentially, another, yeah. like a bad thing happened, and yeah. I saw it, and I left. I was just like, this is this is going bad places. Did you think early on in the series that we would get this sort of... I mean, although it was uh, played off as a, a dream sequence or nightmare sequence, depending on how you think about it, did you think we would get the face-off of Batman and Robin? Absolutely um, not. I didn't think we would see him at all on Titans. I was already clued in because there was that thing that came out where they were just like, oh, the Batsuit got leaked. Ah, uh, yeah. And once the moment I saw the Batsuit and the moment I saw how little detail work was put into it, I was just like, oh, you're never going to see it. Yeah, I actually thought that it was going to be, they were going to play it a lot more subtly. I thought that the Batsuit was just going to be shrouded in darkness all the time. and that I mean, essentially it, would be... it was. Yeah, you're right. 
And he doesn't really become a plot point until, what, you would say the last episode or something? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, well, he Batman did. His is... shadow kind of loomed throughout the season. Oh, here's a question. How did you say. feel about all the young dick uh, uh, scenes and, <laughs> and the flashbacks and the, uh, you know, watching him... Uh, uh, you know, come into his own and realize that Bruce may be there for him. I kind of want to see more of uh, Young Dick. I want to see him in the costume. Let's see a little bit of uh, let's see a little classic Robin action. Yeah, just put pants on him. Uh, I mean, listen. Uh, yeah. He's a boy <laughs> Please, He's a boy wonder. As much uh, as Gotham is dark and rainy, that boy is getting all the pneumonia. Oh dear. He was kind also, of rebellious. Also, I didn't expect uh, him to be that rebellious. Was but, I mean, was there like guys. was there like a previous team? Because I like we've got flashbacks of like Dick and uh, and Hawk and Dove fighting together, and then they mention like Donna. So it was like there was like a was there already a Titans team, like a Teen in- Titans team in this in this universe? I think there was just like like a babysitters club that they all played in. <laughs> they all got to hang so out. So they just knew each like, other. It was like Rugrats, but with superhero So you're like, it's, it's like our parents are hanging out, so we might as well go outside and, yeah. and find something to do. It, it's it's the which was Which was Titans. basically like, that's basically how the Titans got together in the first place, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, definitely. And I, I really like that whole like kids in America scene of them just having fun and beating up people yeah. as as like these joyful uh, teens and stuff like that. And I, when you when you mentioned that when they show that previous team or the ties to people like Donna Troy, it really makes me feel like it's the comics where they are referencing the OG psychics and are but are also making room for this new team of Titans. Uh. But we got. Go ahead, brother. No, I was gonna say I actually love that uh, this universe, that the Titans universe, seems to be like a a fully realized DC universe, where it's like we 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 haven't had to see everything that's happened, but they're referencing all this other all this all these other heroes and all these people that we might never see. But like I, I like that it's a fully realized DC universe. No, definitely the fact that like a lot of these shows feel like everything starts the episode that you watch it. Like not everything was perfect until yeah. you started to watch, and now everything yeah. is going you know the way that it's going. Whereas this, it does feel like there is um, blueprints and and uh, you know breadcrumb trails to an actual history with some of these characters. Um, I was absolutely ecstatic by the introduction of. Uh, Kern Walters as Jason Todd, the second Robin. I mean, I was hyped we got one Robin, but then two Robins and Jason Todd. I mean, it's <laughs> weird. I have I have different relationships with all the Robins, and I like them all very much. But Jason, I feel like was the one we were never gonna get. I felt like Jason was always gonna be a suit that was referenced or something like that. Especially when we talk about things like BVS, even though he said that was Dick. And uh, but Jason, <laughs> Jason showing up. Jason Todd is now here. Does that? set the groundwork up for his eventual passing, do you think? Oh, I think so. I think absolutely. So is it taking clock at this point, Greg? What do you think? Uh as far as Jason Todd getting the uh getting sent to the to the other side? Yeah. Um I think so, but I guess it, it depends on how you want to do it. Like we we saw so little of Jason Todd in this show that like now you'd really have to to take some time to make him a character that people either care about or as history repeated wanted to see dead yeah. apparently yeah i saw that i saw that they they put another poll 
recently when the when his episode dropped. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> they put another poll when his episode dropped. They gave you like a I think a phone call a, a phone number that you can call and see if whether or not you want yeah, him funny. to live or die. But in this one, everyone for the most part said they wanted him to live. So I'm glad my boy uh, Jason got another shot. But I thought it was genius writing all of his adulation of being Robin, all the whole like. You didn't. You don't get to drive the Batmobile, like all right. that, all that stuff. I felt was perfect because we got to see Dick actualize that his whole time as Robin was his childhood stolen from him, or you know, this man arming him for a war that he probably didn't want to be in, or a bunch of other stuff. Whereas we get this other Robin who loves it. Like he's like, oh, why, why are you? Why are you so upset? Like this, he gives me these cool gadgets. I get to kill cops and stuff. He was like killing cops and stuff. Yeah, uh, but I he was so that, uh, in it. No, I was going to say, I think that one of the things Greg Berlanti does well is uh, create a family dynamic on his hero shows. So I think that the way he had this Jason kind of come in as, it, it was almost like Dick's little brother, where they both got raised by the same parent, but one is like, well, man, dad was so fucked up. Uh, dad was so yeah, evil. He, and Jason's right. like, you know, what are you talking about? I got raised by the same guy. <laughs> and uh, it's yeah. great. Like, you're insane. What do you guys think of the Batman tracker in the arm? <laughs> that that is the most Batman. That's so thing Batman. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, according to Jason, Jason opted for it, right? Dick didn't even know. Yeah. Because why would <laughs> yeah. he, why would he tell the people he cares about that you know <laughs> they might be being tracked at them. all times? <laughs> yes. That's like the big brother thing. The parent uh, they learned the lesson with the first kid, and with the second kid, they do it right. <laughs> the, when, yes, I asked first. <laughs> a, a lot of this show is hindering on, uh, you know, Dick Grayson and his identity. You know, his comic lore. They're trying to do a lot of it in the show um, and showing you the life after Batman and how he responds to things like Jason Todd. When it comes down to Dick Grayson, do you feel he's justified in feeling the way he feels about Batman, or is this like a a personal vendetta that they have, and he's just making making it bigger because he's trying to fit? If someone asked him, why did you quit Batman? You know, you you know, like when you break up with a girl or a girl breaks up with you. And so somebody, you start to come up with a reason, a, a uniform reason to tell everybody yeah. why it happened. Do you think Dick Grayson is trying to trump up this whole child soldier thing? And he's just, he's too much and he's too brutal because he was fired? Or this is honestly how he, how he feels about Batman. Honestly, he, how he feels about his childhood and his um, upbringing. I'd, I'd like to believe it's honestly how he feels. And like, like the child, so the uh, child soldier thing is pretty legitimate. Would you look at the whole concept of the Robins on paper? Yeah. Um, but I I feel like I can't ever solidify that point until they they either show it or or go from his point mm-hmm. of view. Okay, so you think we're in, you think we're we're about ready for a little bit of what happened with all that? Yes. Where, where, at le- or at least where they were. I I, I need you know to where see, they are now. I need to see the breaking point. Okay. Yeah, that could definitely be there. Um, go ahead. Oh, oh no! I was gonna say that. Um, I think that he. I th- I know that he believes it for sure. But at the same time, it's. I, I keep thinking about like. I keep thinking about like the way teenagers react to their parents and how sometimes the things that they perceive aren't exactly what they are. You know, yeah. that's that's. That's kind of what I'm thinking is going on with Dick right now, and but he needs this fire right now because this is what this is this is what makes him Nightwing the 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 want to separate himself and not become Bruce. That's I don't why know he goes to Bloodhaven. Was, 
Definitely. And he get he basically gets his own identity. And I don't know if this was just me that saw it, but I felt like there was a lot of press coming out about at the end of the season where we'll, you'll get Nightwing. Was that just was me? There? I felt like I saw no, like, no, like they, don't worry, Nightwing's coming. They don't worry. That. Yeah. Yeah, they mentioned that that he was coming. Like, but at the same time that they were like Beast Boy will eventually be green and Starfire will get her costume <laughs> and and Beast you know, like these are like Beast Boy got his green. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, right? And like towards the end of his transformation scenes, he would be like green. But um, yeah, I it's not definitely not permanent yet. It actually looks weird to me, like the green hair thing. It's like, well, but whatever. Oh, like man. they said, we would get it, and I trust them. <laughs> I I um I I want to see that suit. I want to see the first ever live action Nightwing suit. I'm I I am curious. I look forward to that. I'm I'm curious. Do 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 go shoulder to shoulder with the wings, bro. You understand? Are we doing the whole right. thing? Are they picking red or blue? I mean, they they're both out blue. there. They're both out there. You you They got blue, the Robin suit. Blue. They got the Robin suit pretty damn good. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm worried that I'm worried that the Nightwing suit is gonna be one of those armor plate outfits they like to use nowadays. I don't like yeah. those. I'm not. A- I love the armor plate outfits. <laughs> Look, you? You, your your spine will be freaking mud without them out there in no. the streets. Yeah, in, oh, the, sir, in the streets. Sure. Your blood haven streets <laughs> in those got dirty you know? blood haven streets. You know, yes. I'm totally team blue wings though. We need those. We need that uh, blue bird. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need that blue. I don't need I that uh, Phoenix Scott Summers look that he had going on for a while. <laughs> How'd you guys feel about Dick's uh, interactions with um, a new uh, hero team that we haven't seen in live action before, Hawk and Dove? Uh, we got to see oh, how man. he deals with Hawk, how he deals with Dove. Can we, can we talk uh-huh. about the Dove and lo- the, the lust in Dove's eyes every time she looks at that man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, it's kind of been alluded loves- that Hawk... Yeah, she does do. She, she does, does. does. She does though. She loves Hawk in a broken I... way. <laughs> well, knowing now that we know the origin story, we can see why she feels so attached to him. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of For... this like trauma as a motivator to connect people, mm-hmm. um, going on in this show, with, um, Hawk and Dove. It's it's. I thought it was kind of. Um, I imagine we're. Are we past spoiler point at this? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We're, be... yeah. we're spoiling. We're spoiling it all, okay. all crazy. It was. It was. Uh, you, you try to slip it in. You understand? Know you try uh, to slip it in. But uh, no, you're right. Um, with Hawk and Dove, I felt like they were. Um, it was cool to see them be like, "Wow, Grayson's kind of gone crazy," because yeah. they're the only touch point from before this time that we started watching. Right. And so to have their those reactions of like. He's a psychopath. <laughs> like it's like, wow, is this the eventuality of being trained under Batman? Is this mm-hmm. what every you know, like where all paths lead under the bat? Are you gonna be looked at by your peers as like, oh, he's he's the Batman psychic. He's crazy. He's gonna be paranoid. Right. He's gonna be this. He's gonna be that. I thought it was kind of cool to see a different hero's take on what he was going through uh, with Hawk and Dove. But love, you were talking about some love, Dove. There, there's love there's Dove. A, there's a little bit of lust in Dove's eyes every time. I I think there's also like the idea that. I think Dove, when she does look at him, sees, like, everything that was before all of this mess. Yeah, I can see that. And there's a vision she, of... She this, sees like, the Robin she slept with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she did. But not just the Robin she slept with, but everything before the trauma and the tragedy and, like, when things were a little happier. 
Yeah, I call that a hump scare. It's not a, like a jump scare. <laughs> it's just uh, they just randomly show footage of two people getting down and then they cut. Yeah, that that randomly happened. That we we have not gone back to that. No, uh, we haven't. We you know the um. Can the, I... Go ahead, brother. No, I was gonna say, can I also say it took me way too long to realize who the actor was that is playing Hawk? Because like, oh yeah, I, yeah like, people know. I, I, <laughs> Thad Castle. You didn't realize like, Thad Castle. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah, no, exactly. But he was also freaking Aquaman in yes, uh, in Smallville. He yes, was. He was. And I'm like, <laughs> it. It took me like I I I I did I watched episodes of Smallville that had like cool DC things in it. So like when they brought okay. the Legion and the League, but I, so I was like, oh shit, that's Aquaman. But it didn't. I didn't notice until way later. And then I'm like, ah, Blue Mountain State. But um, Hawk and Dove <laughs> were like. You know, Hawk and Dove were like my favorite, my one of my favorite things that came out of Titans. This this version of Hawk and Dove, I don't know what it was, I don't know what it was about them. Maybe it was the, I thought they did, I just thought they did such a great job portraying the pain and and the brokenness that is that comes with these with this iteration of these characters. Yeah, and I, I they they deal with something that's very poignant in trauma, which is this idea that you would want to get revenge on those who have hurt you or caused you discomfort or ruined your life. But when something like uh, an accident happens, it robs you of that revenge. Yeah. And then where do you where do you go with that those it's feelings blameless. of yeah, it's blameless. Where do you go with those that energy that um you know where you wanna you wanna lash out or you want to you know uphold the memory of the person that you lost? They were both. Got like lost in the wind when that happened. Mm-hmm. They really did not know where to turn to, and I really like that conversation that Dove has with the uh, lady in the in the group, where she the lady's like, "Well, sometimes life's not fair." And she's like, "Why? Why? <laughs> Why can't we make it fair?" <laughs> right. And it it's obviously it's way harder than that. But I I think that one of the um things that appealed people to Hawk and Dove in this series is that they're incredibly flawed and they're incredibly mm-hmm. um, vulnerable. They're, we, When we first see them, they're kind of badass. Like Hawk is tied up and he's getting beat up and then Dove comes in, you know, like lightning. Yeah. But then we see Hawk in the bathtub, right? Covered in ice, mm-hmm. injecting himself with stuff. And we see how um, Dove is like, like babysitting this guy for a lot of it and, and yeah. you know having to constantly heal him to the point of then getting broken again and then healing him um and it, it's a cycle that we've we've seen on smaller scales in real life mm-hmm. and to see that written I large think, um, with, with masks i thought it was cool i was gonna say i think that uh i think that um well first i think that we should we should uh we should take a moment to talk about uh the 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 story the, the backstory that Hawk and Dove had, one, because uh, there might be people listening that didn't actually watch Titans, and two, because I thought that this was uh, a pretty, they, this was a pretty dark, dark origin story for, like, a superhero show, like, uh, with Hawk, because, you know, as as we were shown, the original Hawk and Dove were not the couple that we got to see, that we got introduced to. It was uh, Hank and his brother, right? So, uh, they, which they is, take which us is, back uh, to their childhood, the and they books. show us. Yeah. They show us that Hawk was actually, you know, molested as a child by his uh, by his gym teacher or or like his football coach or something, and that like he takes that pain with him, and he still carries it to this day. Uh, in addition to losing to to uh, to losing his brother, which we were shown like a few years after the molestation, they both they both get kicked out of school, and uh, you know, uh, Hawk and Dove. You know, OG Hawk and Dove, because I forgot his brother's name. Which, what, do Don? you guys remember Donnie? the brother's name? Is it Don? 
Um, isn't Hank? No, the other one. It's Hank and Don or Hank and. I think it's Donnie or Don. Oh my god, like I'm not sure. I feel so bad. I feel so bad because the character <laughs> and they they end up meeting the the new dove, and then like five minutes later, the the he's dead and her mom is dead. You know, but I feel so bad. I don't remember Just their name. Random, but, random um, car accident. S- s- yeah, it was like a, like you were saying, like random car accident, and and then now uh, Hank has this. Uh, this childhood pain, in addition to losing the only person he was ever able to lean on, and I think, um, <laughs> honestly, I was surprised he didn't kill himself by the end of the season. But I think that goes to show how strong this character is right here. <laughs> yeah, so the original, the original team was Hank Hall and uh, Don Hall. Okay, Donald. There you go, Donnie, Donnie Hall. And and that's that was the first thing I sort of noticed about it, where it's just like it's one of those almost dangerous relationships because it's a trauma based relationship. Yeah. We've both lost something, and we are using each other to sort of patch these holes in our in our psyches or in our hearts. And not for nothing, you know. Now that 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 uh, Yogi said that about um about Hawk and Dove, and and like were you just saying together how they how they connect them together? If Robin pulls that piece out of yeah. that Jenga house, if Robin for whatever reason Dove decides that he's gonna leave Hawk, Hawk is gone. He falls apart. You understand? Hawk is. Like yeah. that's a very dangerous uh situation there. And um the craziest thing about that trauma that he felt with the sexual assault is this idea that he took it so that his brother wouldn't. Yeah. Or uh yes. he took more of it so that his brother wouldn't. Like I will yell at my brother. It's the old like, get out of here, you know, like when you yell at the dog, <laughs> the dog keeps wanting to come to so you scream at it so it runs away. Yep. Like it was heartbreaking to see him basically curse his little brother out so that his little brother doesn't get molested and then the the um the fruition of what of what that becomes is you can't even talk to him about it because second you mention it that never happened nope don't talk nothing and how true is that how many people who experience that trauma fight that those memories and fight those experiences but how much of it is actually in their dna because of choices they've made because of that and i thought man like you can't get more vulnerable you can't get more human than than hawk and dove in that perspective and that's the scary thing about every time like you kind of see them on screen together like like you can look at dove and uh every time she sees dick like that's the way out yeah that's the way out of all of this hank has nothing well in a way hank hanks is dove right he looks to her and says as long as she's here i'm i am out i am That's free patch, yeah. and man i'm i do not want to see what happens when when those two uh if those two separate because well um, la- you, go, go you ahead, gotta bro. figure they there has to be there has to be at least like a flashback of of what of what ha- what hank's reaction was when he found out that dick and uh and uh dawn slept with each other because it did happen right you figure yeah. uh he, you figure he kind of uh he kind of went down the uh he kind of went off the deep end for a little bit i'd love to see uh i'd love to see that but there seems to always be a little bit of like immediate animosity anytime um hawk and like uh and robin like meet each other what about that shade in the nightmare sequence where she where he's like oh 
it's the phone, it's Corey. And she's like, of course it is. And then he, she, uh, she's like, Hank is coming over. And he's like, yeah, of course he is. And I was like, oh, that was yeah. a cool, that was a real cool reversal of what was actually happening in real life where it's like in the, in real life, it was Dick that came and Hank is like, what did you call him for help? We don't need his help. And then, uh, in Dick's dream, it's like, what'd you call, what'd you call Hank for help? What, even though it was just like painting the walls, but I just thought that was, uh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how do you guys feel about Dick Grayson? Uh, you know, I guess married. Uh, you know, having a kid, having a pool house. Yeah, like do you? I mean, we barely get to see even in a dream sequence these like the more chill, domesticated hero. Um, I, I'm just jumping to a conclusion that he probably hasn't fought crime in a while. He doesn't look like he has a secret button that's gonna open up a book bookcase and do a bunch of stuff. Um, and if Jason had to come get him, I'm assuming that it's known that he's you know he's he's hung up the old cape. Um, how do you guys think about vacation, <laughs> Dick Grayson? I just thought it was interesting. It was <laughs> oh, that it was Dawn? Yeah. Could you imagine if it was Babs? I, I was hoping that would have been something for me. If it was Barbara Gordon, I was uh, kind of hoping. I was kind of. I would. I would. I would. If I would have known what was coming, that's what I would have hoped for. So I'm glad that I didn't know that that's what's coming. So I kind of just accepted that it was Dawn. What do you guys? What's your guys over under on Babs showing up in the series as a whole? Ah, uh, she. Ah. Uh, uh, Hello. I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to. Okay, so like that, they seem pretty keen <laughs> on just introducing things and just right. throwing them out there, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if we got like uh, Oracle Babs eventually, someone that oh, they can yeah. speak to on the phone that doesn't have to show up all the time. There's only one way you get Oracle Babs though, is you start with standing Babs, bro. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that right now. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I Who mean, knows? you know, well. They introduced Jason Todd, right? And you know, there's no way that there's no way that they brought in Jason Todd and they don't have him killed by the Joker. If only, even if Dick only finds out in the phone call, you know. Yeah. But uh, so we and we've already the Joker's been name dropped like how many times in the series? You even got to see, see the back of his head. You kind of see one. him at the end, yeah. When yeah. he's in the he's in like a. You see him when he when he fell through the car. <laughs> his name dropped, and then he was just dropped. Then he was actually dropped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can, I wouldn't be surprised if if we don't actually get the killing joke. Like we don't we won't have to see it. But you know, like Dick is dealing with his own things, and then he gets the phone call. Oh my God! You know, Babs has been shot, or Jason's dead. You know, all these things. What great phone calls, right? Poor Dick. Right now, that you now you put it in that scope. That's literally what happens. He gets these calls all the time. Every like time by the way. Call, every time Grayson's phone rings, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we're gonna need you to not be Batman for a while. If you're not busy, uh, you think you could be Batman for a while because Bruce, we haven't found Bruce, and uh, yeah, there's a Tony Zoom. Me too. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't oh, get God. Babs, but we got Donna Troy. Connor Leslie showed up to the scene. Uh, the sidekick of Wonder Woman. If you go into Donna Troy's lore, it's one of the most convoluted and confusing comic book characters I've ever experienced and that's saying something when you think of the myriad of characters that exist they keep Donna Troy afloat in media without ever actually giving her an anchor like no. the character an anchor which all. is interesting because that shows you that they're interested in the character but they're just not interested in giving her anything to do or to or to say but I thought that Connor Leslie was incredibly charismatic and I really liked her uh, chemistry with Brandon Thwaites I liked their brother sister kind of deal I didn't get any like flirtation vibes uh, what do you guys think? No, they definitely didn't have any of those uh, flirtation vibes because you saw when she's like, she's like, uh, she like immediately noticed that he's like banging Corey, you know, yeah, like, 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 girlfriend. 
<laughs> so it's definitely like a brother sister thing. I thought she did a great job as Donna, but um, like you mentioned, like Donna's got this wild, confusing, mixed up continuity to her, where where it's like. Luckily for the people that are making Titans, it's a clean slate. So like you can pick and choose what you want from her, uh, from her story that you want to put onto this Donna Troy right here. So it's like she's she's lucky to not have to deal with actual Donna's uh, history issues. But I thought she did a great job. Um, I appreciated their little like it, 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 it's almost of a turn to childlike form with them. Yeah, like they get to be kids, and the veil like, comes down, right? Yeah, they're 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 just like honest and open with each other, and like, like when they first meet up, and she's just like, "Well, gotta, gotta catch up with me," and just jumps over the thing, and like he has to jump over it, and they're just trying to top each other. And he gives her a look of like, "Oh, like I forgot she's so I badass." This. Like again, like this is um, it's funny that you say that whole like the veil's been dropped with them because I honestly got that. Um, Dick is constantly guarded in this series, and he doesn't know where people are. Like, the people that come into his life, he doesn't know for what reason. But with Donna, he seems very relaxed to the point that he's like, I'll go to an art gallery. I'll, you know, it, yeah. it is what it is. And um, In addition, they know, they, they actually, know he's actually the level only person that, uh, that he can relate to in that she's trying to get away from the same things that he's trying to get away from. Yeah, and when and in real life, when you have that, when you have a friend that literally has been through the same exact thing you've mm-hmm. been through, it's so much easier to come forth and be like, "Hey, I don't know what's going on. You know, I need some help. I need some guidance." Uh, how do you feel? I actually, my favorite part of her inclusion in here was the conversation where she says something like, "Um, you know, Batman raises on vengeance, and Wonder Woman raises on hope and love, and that's the reason why we have two different outlooks on all of this. You were raised under the house of, you know, Wayne, and that's what happens there. And I never." Never thought about it like that, and I guess it's obvious. But to think, you know, that these these schools of thought, whether you're a uh, Superman, a Batman, a Wonder Woman, you know, down to a Deathstroke, that right. your your mentality is what you're impressing down, and that it's going to affect the perspective of of that person's entire world mm-hmm. is going to be informed from there. So it was so obvious to Donna that oh, you just feel this way because you were with Batman, bro. Like that's yeah. like he, he that's ob- that's the obvious regression there. Um, and to have Donna there makes me think, like, are we pointing to a Wally? Is Wally showing up? Are we getting an Aqualad? Do you think that um, more superpowers would ruin the grounded tone of this uh, show? Um, nah. Agree? Oh, we got a yes and no? I want to uh, hear this. <laughs> but I mean, like, like I said earlier, this is a fully realized DC universe. You know, it's already full of metas and weird shit. So it's like, it wouldn't be strange to think that more of them are going to pop up. Um, I refer mostly just to like what the main characters are and what kind of tone of the show we're going to be following. Like, I'm not I'm not saying they can't show up, but at the same time, it's like you balancing out exactly what kind of uh show and what kind of a direction we're going in here. Whether we're talking about people who are uh balancing out their adventures and their traumas while dealing with you know weird magical devil thing right right <laughs> no, I, I i can see it both ways i can see a world in which um you are just you are just opening up the doors a little bit more because there, there are uh, fantastical things going on in here mm-hmm. so you just be opening up the door a little bit more but also when you we see we see an introduction of a new uh, a new hero will probably be joining the titans and they have powers they do that's not it's point blank period absolutely they've got powers so they have to do their best on this show to show that 
they need more than just that. Because if he can do everything by himself, or if Corey can do everything by her, by herself, mm-hmm. then what's the need for the team? And I also wonder if once they start breaking open that meta, you know, uh, toy chest, yeah, if is that if that's going to allow for a more um, comic accurate Beast Boy or more, you know, comic accurate Raven? Like, are they waiting for more fantastical to add those layers to these already grounded and uh, gritty uh, versions of these characters? For uh, sure. Not, well, you gotta figure. Imagine. Think. Think to how they did. Uh, t- think to how Greg Berlanti does his CW shows. They. They kind of. They give you a little bit. They tease you, and then you're like, "Are they really going to? No way, they will." And then eventually, we have a multiverse, and a crisis on infinite earths is happening. So yeah, it's true. like I can easily see them. Uh, I could easily see them expanding. And I actually also remember. Like Jeff Johns mentioning that uh, the the Titan show was gonna be like like the, the the original trailer showed everything like all dark and gritty and like a horror because we're dealing with Raven's story right now. But as we deal with other stories, it will feel like different genres. Oh, that makes sense. I can see that. Hmm. I understand it. Well, yeah, might let's, we might as well talk about the uh, other person. I feel like is spotlight spotlit. The most in the, in these series of episodes, spotlighted, which is uh Tegan Croft plays Rachel Roth, aka Raven. Raven's uh character history is she debuted in De- DC Comics Presents number twenty six, October of nineteen eighty. That's the same comic in which uh Starfire and Beast Boy also debuted as uh, members of the Teen Titans. Their very first uh introduction in as a part of the team, hmm. but. Raven is famously the daughter of Trigon, a powerful demon trapped in another dimension, and uh, it gives her the that kind of like deadly duality because she can harness his immense energy uh, to achieve her means and stuff. So she battles this urge to kind of give in to her father's desires to join him because he kind of wants to bring about the apocalypse and make it like a family thing. Yeah. But uh, the family business is large. My favorite part of their little relationship is that the, the fact that Trigon is kind of stuck on his side and that he's always reaching out somehow. Like, he's always sending feelers yeah. or he's trying to go through a mirror or trying to, you know, it's it's that looming thing in the in the shadows. And he's not looming because he's being um, calculated. He's looming because he can't get from the other side. So he needs, right. <laughs> he needs, he needs, to, he needs to break through uh, to that side. But... Um, even though she has the genetics of evil on her body, she chooses at every path to be a hero and it's and is an important member of the Teen Titans. I read not only um this issue of DC Comics Presents, which um is really, really odd because it gets the team together, Robin, Starfire, Raven, and Beast Boy, but it's Robin fighting crime by himself, and then all of a sudden he, it flashes and he wakes up and he's a member of the Teen Titans. And everyone's mm. like, and he's like, what are you, what, what are you guys all doing here? And they're like, shut up, Robin. Why are you acting like you don't know what the heck this is? This is the Teen Titans. Remember, you know Raven. You know Beast Boy. <laughs> and then it ends with Raven, with uh, uh, Dick coming back into the real world. Okay. And like, I don't know what just happened. I just had a whole adventure with my team of Titans that I don't know. Mm. And you see Raven like, don't worry, Robin, it will all come to pass soon or whatever like that. And so she, she, I guess that was all like a future sequence that he was showing her or something like that. But good old future sequences. Good old future sequences. But um, in in most iterations, it's Raven as the glue because she's the one saying uh, Thanos is coming, aka <laughs> you know <laughs> the um, Trigon is coming, and then right. they choose to huddle around her and then become a team. Um, but in this show, Tegan Croft, who plays Rachel. 
is the youngest member of the team. Uh, the actress is actually 14. Dick Grayson's uh, actor is 29. Corey is 30. And Gar is 23. So she's the only actual teen <laughs> on this team. How did you guys feel about uh, Raven's portrayal? And I do think that a lot of this portrayal had to do with um, their choice to make her this age in comparison to her counterparts on the team. Uh, I guess that makes sense. It's, it's kind of the idea of just like this... this uh this village banding banding together to like protect this child who is also demon child <laughs> half demon child happy ah, being chased by weird cultist yeah baby family people people just cutting their own throats and stuff it's getting it's getting crazy around raven <laughs> um it was a little it was a little interesting sort of like watching the show and as it progressed it was like raven became the nucleus for all these people's different stories yes um like Raven just by happenstance becomes the girl that um or Rachel becomes the girl just by happenstance that Gar runs into and he kind of takes a liking to and tries to take her in. Yeah, and she's also the focal point of all Corey's mission to be on Earth is exactly. to and, deal and, with this uh and this becomes woman. this linchpin for Robin that he can't quite get away from. <laughs> yeah. No, and she be- she becomes the focal point. I my thing is i i think i wanted a raven with more agency and i i see why they did it this way the character is extremely emotional that she's an empath Mm -hmm. you know and so i but i feel like in comics she's been kind of portrayed as kind of stoic even though she's an empath um i i've read her stuff i've seen some of um the animated uh series and it seemed she seemed more composed but this is an origin story of sorts so we have to see everything i've seen of raven but it kind of just makes her out to be like daria to me Okay, I just over everything all the time. Yeah, yeah, I can. Well, see Well, you that. gotta what figure. You, you gotta figure. She, she, we, we never like we never get to see how she became this way. Like they give us Raven as a as you know the uh, what does she call herself in the cartoon? Was she nice and mean? She's neen or whatever it is oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah. But uh, um, She's also we we well. then they give us the origin, <laughs> well. like how she be how how Trigon and her mom got together. But we never get to see how she, what made her this. This uh, jaded, like what, what, how she got this way. So I was like, I, I get why, uh, I get why they're doing this first. And I kind of, I kind of, uh, I might, I even enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was, um, I, I thought that it was, it was a great uh, setup for the Raven that we know and love. Like this is a great foundation, and it seems to be headed in the right direction. So I was okay with what we got. I, I think that they really killed it with those... I mean, a lot of her scenes were horrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, the horrific nature of that character does lend to a lot of what we saw there. A lot of, like, exorcism X stuff, you know? Right. Stuff in the mirror, uh, you know, cutting people's throats. I got and, I got know. freaked out by, like, like, oh, yeah, remember that thing I healed for you? Yeah, let's just Yeah, I'm just going to take that away. <laughs> what about when oh, that, she, was that first guy... That first guy <laughs> she kills where she, like, her soul self... Goes inside of him and then he just like vomits everything he's ever like his oh, lungs yeah. and his ribs and all that stuff comes this black goo and he oh, just dies. And it's like, what did you do to him? And she's like, I was just sitting right here. I didn't do anything. And that you know the <laughs> idea that this big horrifying um force is behind this little girl. I thought that worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, we she dealt a lot with uh a lot of cultists, which I think is an analog for that whole cult of Trigon that exists in the comics or the cult of brother brother mm-hmm. blood that's constantly oh, trying it? to bring in. There's literally a group of people who 
every day wake up trying to bring Trigon into this world. <laughs> they wake up and they go, oh, hell, mighty Trigon. All right, what are we going to do this? To, what are we going to do today to bring Trigon into this world? And they speak like they did on the show, very, you know, in prophecy. And don't worry, when he shows up, everything's going to be good and everything's going to be fine and dandy. And uh, I, I don't and know about all that. And the spaceship's going to come. And then we actually got Trigon, you know, who... Uh, he first appeared in New Teen Titans number two, uh, February of 1981, and I wanted Trigon with antlers. I'm sorry. I was yes, for the antlers I wanted to see real <laughs> Trigon for four eyes or six eyes or whatever the it is. The eyes like, is what I was, I was so for. angry. You and when they the showed the I was hand, the eyes know, more so like the antlers. It. Like that's Jesus Christ. I wanted hooves and I wanted uh, uh, mutton chops. I like I like the side the sideburned uh, Trigon. At the very least, I know that we're going to get it. Like I know that we're gonna get it, but like I really wanted it off the back. You know? Do you do you really to, believe, to... Do you really think we'll get it? Yeah, absolutely. When he stuck his hand oh. off the mirror, he had he had the demon hand go in there, and then he transformed himself into something more appealing, so he can uh so he can get raven on his side but uh you know eventually I imagine it's uh, something you'll see in the final like it'll be like the final thing you see it's a lot of money you know you know so i don't think we're gonna see a lot of it but we're absolutely gonna see it at least once how do you guys feel about um the relationship between raven and beast boy we know that this is something that's flirted around a, a bit especially in the animated series uh, where they kind of sort of, you know, they flirt and they, you know, they kind of dig each other. Hey, um, they're the youngest on the team, right? They'd be the horniest. You know, <laughs> yes, if that makes true. sense. I mean, but That's Dick Grayson, but it. Dick Grayson out here, I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. <laughs> he's, he's, being, he's, I'm like, I'm worried that they're going to do, they're going to, they're going to have Dick, you know, bang every girl that, or have banged every girl that we get introduced to. And then that's when you start getting the complaints. Like, but, I, but, I, uh, I, I, apparently like beating people half to death is like aphrodisiac because these women on this show are like all like, woo, damn, that yeah. was hot. Let's go back to the house. But apparently it's also the only way Hawk can get it up. Oh yeah. Right. Cause Hawk's all like, Ugh, rage. I Too many it. pills. I, uh, I told you was real. Anymore. I told you he was real. He's a real. He's the realest <laughs> one on the show. All right. Sometimes it takes. It's a, I mean, I'm not. I'm not talking from personal experience, but sometimes it takes a little bit of something. Oh, um, a God. lot of people feel like Raven's plot was put on 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 hold, and there's a very polarizing episode of this series. I think it's the fourth episode of this series where we get the introduction to the Doom Patrol. How did you gentlemen feel about the introduction to the Doom Patrol, this backdoor pilot that's supposed to be opening up the gates for their own show on the uh, DC Universe app? Um, how do you feel about the introduction to all those cast of characters? I mean, they're decades old at this point, debuting in June of 1963. Um, but yeah, they're here and they're they're active. I thought it was all right. Um, I thought it was kind of like cute in a way that they did all of it. Um, like Brendan Fraser's character just seems like adorable and kind of likable in a way. He's just kind of like he's worried. He just wants to follow all the rules and doesn't want any trouble. Yeah, I dig that. He's like he's real comfortable here. I, he doesn't want any changes. I thought it was okay. I thought they killed two birds with one stone. You got to get Beast Boy's history with the Doom Patrol, and you also got the backdoor introduction to these people that are gonna get their own series. So I was like, okay, as long as uh, as long as it wasn't like one of those backdoor pilots that's completely removed from the plot. Like I get that they moved away from the Raven thing for a little bit, but we still were getting we we like the reason that the Titans were seeing them was because we were dealing with Beast Boy's past, so it was still like yeah. related to this show. So I was like, okay, and I get it. They I they do ended think up it's recasting a lot. Make that choice, 
Oh, yeah, I think so. But I also think it's very important to show Beast Boy make that choice, right? Because that's a choice he makes in the comics. Uh, so it'd be yes. cool to have him choose the Titans. Um, I feel like the Chief was kind of played almost villainous at points. Yeah. And I get that you want, they had like a dichotomy of like, well, I'm in charge and I also am worried about you. So I'm going to be a little bit on top of your case when it comes to stuff. Yeah. But there were certain points where I felt like lightning could strike in the background when he said something. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, is are they going for well, more? Like, Here's the thing. That's like really I mean, comic like, accurate though because like, Chief is Chief is a bit of a dick. He's uh, <laughs> but he okay. he's, he runs shit the way that he wants to, and uh, when it doesn't go his way, he gets a little bit. He gets it. This I felt like they got the tone right. You do you do get that feeling from him. Like, is there something more to this guy? Like, what is what's going on? I I got the tone from it that I was already clued in on the fact that this actor wasn't sticking around. Okay. Because they cast someone different for the chief in what? Doom Patrol. That's crazy. Great choice, so, though. Great choice to do that. Oh, oh, I'm I'm totally down with um Timothy Dalton. Oh, Timothy Dalton. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. With his amazing weird face and his voice and his yeah. Here comes the fuzz. <laughs> um, I, I'm, but like I I felt as I'm watching, I was just like, okay, this guy isn't gonna last long anyway. So him acting like a dick is gonna come back around. Right. What uh scale from one to ten? How excited are you guys for Doom Patrol? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like I'm not like oh my god Doom Patrol's coming because they're not gonna it's not like they're fucking doing Morrison's run or anything it's not like casual audience can even take that but yeah. um I'm excited to see I'm just excited to see this DC universe uh universe <laughs> expand oh, you want, you want like, to see I'm, more, I'm, more yeah more stuff unfold and I'm, I mean I'm it's confirmed more of it. Yep. It's confirmed with their with their introduction into the Titans that they these will be at least existing in the same universe. Do you think we get that same treatment with things like Swamp Thing? Do you think I had a swamp nearby? <laughs> this is going on at the same I time? Almost, I almost don't want Swamp Thing to be connected to everything else because it's such a it is so if if <laughs> Yeah, it's very unique. Like it's very unique. I mean I guess with what they were doing with Raven and everything and you got all this magic, I guess it would fit. It would absolutely fit. And you wouldn't have to make too many references to anything else because he's all the way in Louisiana. But uh um I, I it doesn't I wouldn't be mad if Swamp Thing isn't attached to uh Doom Patrol and Titans, but at the same time I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Okay. I just want to believe that Swamp Thing knows all like eighty seven ways you can make shrimp. Okay, I think I think he does. <laughs> Boar shrimp, salté shrimp. I don't think that. He, I'm not sure that he can eat. I like. Not, can he eat? Does not. he? Eat? I he eats the sex fruit. But oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true. What? That's it gets, sex. Yeah, it gets. It gets. Yeah, it gets. It gets. It gets hairy with the, with Mister Thing. This is why uh, Swamp Thing. I've I've read one Swamp Thing book. Uh, and, and like, uh, okay, it's not even a Swamp Thing book. I've read the one story that they did with Batman and Swamp Thing, oh, where okay. Swamp yeah. Thing just tricks the, the, the Batman the brave, into this, like, the brave in the mold. Yeah, where he just like called. drags Batman unknowingly into this murder run, and yeah. then just like, yeah, I'm leaving now. Uh, at the behest <laughs> of Yogi, I did uh, pour through some of that uh, Adam Moore stuff, and it is, it's, 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 it's. I like, I struggle to even put it into uh. words because. It's very unique to it, and it opens, it asks questions that you wouldn't think of asking in the the illustration. 
is is it's all just crazy. You got to be willing to just go into it's this an world. Alan Moore book. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. I get he does pray to a serpent, so I understand. I understand why uh, all that would uh, go that way. I appreciated the running joke that la- it didn't last for very long, but when they started drawing Swamp Thing as Alan Moore. As Alan Moore? Yeah, like, that's pretty cool. Just, just, <laughs> I well, I mean, the freaking book ended up getting canned, right? Yeah, or where was it that happened? That was messed up, what happened with that title. Um, I'm sure, almost certain that they, what was it? If they had drawn like four issues or something and then they had to throw it away and then by that point the creative team was like you know screw you guys (laughs) we need more damage all right yogi we need more damage and that's what we need we don't need any more swamp thing damage that's what that's what fucking all these goddamn gimmicks with this new line (laughs) new age of dc heroes all of them are dead every single one of those books are now dead you're happy that's that was so crazy that all that happened. It doesn't matter though because Silencer's on the TV show. Yeah, Silencer did. Yeah, she she she's a moon. She's Good a moon for her. Snap. I'll she's see you. I'll see you in two years when the next major DC event needs cannon fodder to die. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I definitely see that happening. And you, got, you, got these, you got all the kids on Twitter singing the praises of Sideways because they all seem to love that book. Oh yeah, well the kids need a new hero, I it's, guess. Um. It's a fun book, but at the same time, look at that. It's also dead. We even predicted this, didn't we? If you go back, if you're listening to us, and you go back to the early episodes, we knew this would happen. These gimmicks don't work, people. (laughs) We try to to gauge the life, the shelf life of the New Age of Heroes, and to a resounding, like, they were all going to be duds, and they kind of all did. And that's not to say that people didn't work hard on them, but I do think that the introduction of a lot of these people was was too ham-fisted. It was too, like... Gimmicks don't work as I read the comic adaptation of the Venom movie. <laughs> the one billion dollar Venom movie. You watch your mouth. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. How surprised is that though? You dragged Yikes. Over Michelle Williams into this. You are so much better than this, Michelle. Here, I got the craziest tangent to go off on. Has anyone noticed that the current Punisher uh art makes him look like Dolph London? I was like, what? I was like, my man Dope Lundgren. Oh, snap. He's killing it. He was in Aquaman. He was in Creed 2. I was like, he's back. It's the, it's it's the Dope Lundgren Lundgren is back. Uh, that, uh, we got, they got to get him for Titans. They got to get him for Titans. Um, a lot of this story is the Raven prophecy. Trigon is going to use his daughter to escape his demons. And it brings us face-to-face with guys like Dr. Adamson and the nuclear family. Uh, we meet um, basically the cultists in an asylum uh, trying to get Trigon out. Uh, I don't think the the, ner- the nuns were evil. No. Right? The uh, nuns were just trying to like stop the apocalypse, maybe? They 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 wanted her locked up and they wanted her mom locked up, right? So I don't think that they worked with the cult that wanted to bring Trigon out. I think that they were. Uh, no, it's just if we hide these two people, everything will be fine. Yeah, but yeah, also you yeah. gotta watch because sometimes the narrative is we should just kill the door that he's gonna come through, right? So I thought we were gonna but eventually you know get to there. It, yeah, it, in a way, like were they wrong? You know, like she, <laughs> you don't want to kill a little girl, right? Killing a little girl is wrong, right? But I mean, are we gonna have she, no baby Hitler conversation? You don't have to. She's go watch Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. For the act. <laughs> like this is even worse than Hitler. Like that's the you, legitimate 
devil. But I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, Yogi, if you go watch Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, they deal with what you should do with a child if he is the second coming of the devil. It's legitimately the Dude. entire crux of that movie. Uh, whether or not you kill the kid or whether or not you keep him alive. And by the way, Idris Elba is in that movie. Idris Alba, who does he owe money to that he felt like he needed to be in the Nick Cage a Ghost Rider sequel? Yo, Bill's got to be paid, man. Hey, it is. Early, early Idris took a lot of weird roles. Yeah, he did. Early Idris. <laughs> early, I like that that phrase, early Idris. Early Idris. So, and, and, and we'll just use this as our unofficial uh, transition anyway. I, I'm still bugged by the one question I haven't gotten answered, which is... I get how Raven, on some level, is the nucleus between all these characters in some, like, happenstantial way. Right. What the heck does Raven have to do with space people? With, uh, with, like, Tamarian. Am I saying that right? Tamarian. He's, like, he's not just the Earth's devil. Not the comic problem, though, but I mean, like, I want to know what the problem is here. Oh, well, you know what? We'll get into that in a second, because I don't think that they gave... Uh, this particular member much to go on and didn't give us much to go on. And I'm talking about our girl, uh, Coriander, aka Coriander's, uh, Anna D playing Starfire. You know, this character, um, you know, debuted in 1980s alongside with uh, Raven and stuff. And she's a royal member of her race, and her sister betrayed their planet, uh, and forced her into slavery. She was able to break out, uh, come to Earth, and joined the first Teen Titans. Her and Dick Grayson eventually develop a romance uh, and is, that's lasted decades before kind of petering out. But she was such a humongous member of the Teen Titans. Every iteration of the Teen Titans. Starfire is there. But before we even got the first episode, Anna Diop has to leave social media because people flame oh my God. the set photos. Can we talk, we have can we talk to. We have about to. that for a second? Can we have sure. to because, okay, to. so there was some, there was some, like, okay, there was like, a little legitimate, like some people had legitimate gripes. You know, it was like, why is she? What's the raggedy and wig? <laughs> what was the fur coat? But, but, but some people took it like way too far. Like, you know, like <laughs> some people didn't have a problem with the wig and the and the coat. They had a problem with the skin color, and that's where the issue arises. You know, like that 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 that's where the problem is when it comes to the fandoms. Like, you got you got yeah. people who had a. People who were like legitimately like, man, that looks off, you know. And then you have people that were like, oh, you know, why? She should why die is because the it looks off. Yeah. Do you know, like insanity, it's complete insanity. Orange people to cast. <laughs> All the orange exactly, people. Exactly. Like, well, I guess the president is orange, right? But yeah, he might no, be Tamarind. Uh, we, we need to look into that. <laughs> I hope not. No, but you imagine that um, hair catching fire? <laughs> what is what's left of it? God. That hair. Is that even flat? Well, you know, but what it's I like, the, I was it's the saying best planet. was like, it's the greatest planet. We have the greatest. <laughs> we could all have green eyes. Fantastic. <laughs> you had this. Uh, you had these two separate sets of complaints, right? But then they kind of got bunched up together, and that became like this insane, huge storm of peop- of negativity that just kind of. Yeah, and I and true. I don't blame Anna for leaving social media at all after that. I, That's just, just I, insane. I looked at it from the same direction as everyone else at the time that the photos got released. I was just like, why are you complaining about humans in regular clothes? What do you expect people in clothes to look like? Yeah. I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit taken aback by the by the look of Starfire. And my only my only frame of reference comes from 
cosplay. That's my only frame of reference. I've seen this outfit cosplayed before. I've seen people, girls do this, and they're not. None of them are orange. I've seen it done from every race, from Asian to black, Hispanic, and white. Um, and they've they've all done it. And I thought that the outfit, the outfit itself, looked better. So when I saw it in this, that and, was and a, then I, go ahead, brother. I was gonna say that, I was gonna say that, that like the I guess that's like one of the bad things about set photos being leaked. Like everybody saw this photo of Starfire in the hooker coat. And the party curls. But when you watch the show, you realize, oh, it's because Starfire was undercover partying with 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 uh, with like Russians, with like Red Star and his son. Uh, yeah. So like this wasn't her real scene. look. But but this is what we had to go off of. So everyone's like, why does Starfire look like a hooker? The only negativity <laughs> I had about that whole outfit for the entire show was just like. By the eighth episode, I'm like, man, that coat must stink. Yeah, you got to put that thing away, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! You put that thing away, girl. She looked so good as FBI agent Corey, though. Like, with the no, straightened hair. I was like, that man, out, you yeah. look great. That looks and so I, good. I, and that gave me hope for her future. Like, for the future. Like, I know she's not going to look like this. Now yeah, I know that, early, though. I didn't know. And early on, they go, they go to great lengths to show that when she... Uh, you know, is in the zone and chooses to use her powers that her skin glows orange and her eyes glow green and that her hair turns to flames, which is what we know of, of Coriander uh, Starfire. Um, and I yep. also think that that first scene, when you see her light that whole office ablaze, that told you from the get, like, you're not you're not dealing with just a, a jokester character. We're, like, this is somebody that they're going to spend time developing yeah. with their powers. You take her seriously because she was going to be on this team. We're not doing the thing that Starfire that doesn't get like Earth dialect. Exactly right. <laughs> I, I'm kind of sad that we didn't get that first. First, I'm kind of sad that we didn't get like the this. Like you didn't have to be comedic relief, but I'm sad that we didn't get the Starfire that was like saying the that doesn't all the get time. adjectives and um, stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah. But um, but what am Where I? One of the things the that put me off, to, like why? Why um, she has like actual fire for powers here, and I was like, right. oh. Okay, probably because of the name, I guess. I don't. I want to know what went into making the decision. Like, is it because they were trying to figure out why she's called Starfire if she doesn't have any fire powers? Like, everything doesn't have to be so on the nose, guys. I, like, I, I, yeah, I, you talking I, about I, the lack of starbolts. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's not like a big issue. I'm not like, oh god, I hate this Starfire because she shoots out fire instead of green lasers. But it's just a yeah. thing that I was like, well, I wonder why they did that. You know? It could it could definitely be just a shorthand for you know fire. <laughs> you know, like we don't want to explain she, what this green stuff is. So, like, oh, she's the solar powered uh, what? Alien? <laughs> Fantastic fireballs. Um, the and the crazy <laughs> thing is the uh the actress is in. I thought she was incredibly charismatic, and I thought that her her playing uh you know playing off of uh the Grayson, playing off of Raven, playing off of Donna Troy sometimes. I thought she did a really, really good job. Um especially when she's sitting down having that conversation with uh Rachel in the car where she's like, uh, you know, your powers come from darkness, my powers come from light and you you're able to see like a humor to her. You can see that she doesn't she's not this stoic alien because you get that a lot too, right? Where I'm just a stoic alien. I don't get she's things a so I can cocky. laugh. She's a little yeah, she's a little cocky. She, <laughs> she was when she first kills those guys. She kind of like laughs to herself, like, "Oh snap! I can kill people with my with powers." <laughs> oh, when she and, when uh, she was up against Donna, and Donna's like, "Um, the girl that knocked you out," and she's like, "I'd love to see you yeah, try that again." I want to try to see you try that again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was that was really really cool. I I really really dug that. What um, <laughs> with 
with uh, Starfire, a lot of it was that she could not remember where she, why she was there, and it turns out that she was sent there um, to, I guess, they don't. There's a word that's interchangeable in Tamarian or Sumerian that uh, she could either go to what go re- go protect or go kill Rachel or something like that. She's either doing one of the other two, but ultimately she's there to prevent the apocalypse. How do you guys feel about the initial early rumors that uh, Anna Diop was actually playing Blackfire? I didn't hear that. Yeah, I thought those were just racist jokes. Uh, yes, I, I can see that. Is, I, is Blackfire like noticeably darker than Starfire? Um, I don't think so. She right? has, has black hair, but you know what? Now, uh, putting the racist I jokes aside, yeah, I think that uh, I think that star this Starfire's attitude was more in line with Blackfire. Okay, I can see just that. her all around cockiness, her willingness to kill, you know, all these things, and, like her straight and her ability to grasp the concept of pronouns. All oh, yeah. very Blackfire, which is the most, which is most important, right? <laughs> <laughs> I be, did you I guys be surprised if me introduced like a? twin and did like the cgi thing later on which would be a twist on the blackfire story yeah what do you guys think about her sliding down the bat pole so early with mr Mr. grace i I mean this is this is a romance we know uh spans the the animated series spans uh all versions you know even robin and starfire and teen titans go are a little bit you know flirty cutie kind i just felt bad that the concierge lady didn't get hurt Oh yeah. Well, she was like impressed with the amount of uh uh action Corey could get because she was like, oh, "You want me to send more men to your room?" Oh. So, wait, so, this, so this Corey is definitely like bisexual, right? We got that. We definitely that's that's the tone that I got from. Well, like, I, it I, like, you know, you're not the only one. A lot of people got that tone, and to the point that people were thinking yeah, that there was. I didn't. I didn't get it, but it's not. He's not the only one that feels this way. Because I heard people saying they wanted to see something between Donna Troy and and, and Starfire. I would. They wanted because they. Oh yeah. That. yeah let's do it. I mean, listen. Let's do at it. This point, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> it is. It is. But the, but you wouldn't but, even but consider the it unless the, you thought the character was bisexual. So they. Yeah. they and when you're alien, you have that opening. She seemed like she wanted to. Like she wanted to get involved. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the <laughs> she whole bad. Like she's like get in on that. <laughs> you know? They call that fear of missing out. That's what they call that. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say about Starfire? Um, I thought it was weird that they kind of threw in the Starfire dick romance and then tossed it to the side. Like they just had sex and it was like a thing. It wasn't like what I thought was the incredibly beginning. interesting about that was that dick kind of used sex to shut her up she was asking him something and he's like let me get your glass real quick girl we don't need to talk about none of that let me show you the grayson very dick and you 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 don't usually see yeah it it is it's a very dick grayson way to like skirt around the idea but you don't really see that in dramas you know you don't really see like a guy use sex to change the subject or, or anything like that um he used it as a tool and it was like oh oh all right it's like one of the more unique points about Dick Grayson compared to most other characters. Like he's the most like sexualized male character in comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. He would use that charisma to his advantage if he could, you know, like get out of a situation or out of a quite line of questioning. Which, which brings the you know that that speaks very much to like people like protagonists like James Bond. 
which is why you get things like spiral <laughs> and you get and you get the the actual transition uh, of the detective yeah. of the agent and stuff like that here i um yeah it was cool to see them go with the whole Corey and I, I was and dick thing oh my gosh I, I when it's talking about the sexualization of Nightwing, like one thing that they, one thing that this show didn't get right. Okay, like for the fans out there that are that are listening and that watch Titans but don't read too many comics, you should know that one of the long running, I guess, jokes but legit trivia things about Dick Grayson is that he's got the best ass in the DC universe. So <laughs> I've heard this uh, <laughs> in the in the. T- in the- you so yeah so i think that one of the things like okay so uh brandon was great as robin right uh, as dick he didn't have the dick butt though he did that yeah. did, that wasn't there we, we, yeah. we, maybe that's a season two expen- expense <laughs> that might be a season, season two, two we we need an episode about Dick's ass and the effects that it has on the people around him. You just, <laughs> you just, have, to, you just have to shoot it the same way you shoot women in that, like... Exactly! Like, uh, exactly. That, uh, that Michael Bay exploitative way. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll show <laughs> it from her backside, but we'll shoot it around hip level, because that, 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 that yeah. was... You gotta, get that, you gotta get that low angle <laughs> shot right as Nightwing lands off the um, fire escape. That's it. Wait, but you got you understand it's either the it's either uh Dick's ass or Trigon. So they gotta find they can only afford one. And I have a feeling we're gonna get Dick's ass. <laughs> so whatever whatever whatever's important, whatever's uh most important. important to the lore, okay? What whatever whatever is most important. Um Starfire uh, she kind of dies in the last episode. I mean, it's a dream sequence. She gets hit by uh one of Freeze's guns, I think. Yes. And uh, is incapacitated. Big, big reference to everything in that one episode. Yes, this is true. Um, I I heard the scuttlebutt is that the first episode of the season is going to feel more like a uh you know restarting of a whole new thing, which is probably what the last episode of a season should be and then you come into that story in the new season but it like season episode one and two is going to be a, a one-two punch of ending the last season's arcs and starting the new ones uh supposedly that would be so i thought like i thought like this ended because okay like you know usually the C, the dc shows go for 22 episodes so i kind of thought that this was just half of the Trigon story, but you're talking you're talking about them ending Trigon and moving on to something else next season. Yeah, yes, that's a little fast. Like mid season. Well, I I when I think of this whole Trigon thing in general, it, it screams to me very much like um, New Fifty Two Justice League, where uh we're we're not gonna do the regular origin of them all meeting each other by you know one by one in nice ways and then becoming friends and then choosing to be a team and then whatever yeah. that justice league just joins to fight dark side dark side comes so they all kind of like look to each other hey you guys down we're taking this guy out and they don't kill dark side they just send them back and then he comes back you know what nine volumes later or something like that so yeah i can see i can see them doing the same thing I can see them doing the same thing with Trigon, where they just find a way to get him back on that side, and then we we deal with the aftermath of all that. But does that mean that everything we've hoped for is in episode one of season two? Does that mean we get a Nightwing? Does that mean that we get 
uh, I don't know, maybe the Titans. Do, do you know, like, do we get the name drop? Do they have to be called Titans? That's a question too, right? I, 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 I think. I mean, you 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 don't have to be, but the show is called Titans, and they yeah. are the Titans, so you might as well. I mean, I mean, I what's the worst that can happen? In the, I can't what's see them being happen? in the uh, T-shaped tower, but uh. No, I I had asked that off air if if we think we're gonna get Titans Tower, but um, what's the worst that can happen if they don't call them Titans? They could just call them the Vigilantes or the Hood for three seasons, right? I mean, that's that's the team. Uh, The streak. (laughs) You know know that? Just keep it. When it comes to Young Justice, it's one of the things that kills me. Is like we're the team, dude. I need a name for these guys, okay? (laughs) I need a name. I don't. We're the team. But Young Just Young Justice seems kind of pretentious, right? If you're gonna name that yourself. But then it's always Justice you're League. You're going to call yourself Justice, but, like, they're also not going to be called the team. Because if they, like, yeah. if they were thinking that having a name is, like, maybe unrealistic or whatever, then not having a name is even more so unrealistic. Even, so. even, a lot of teams get together like, where it's just like, we, we're just guys out to do a job. Not, though. Like, they're a the sanctioned... They well, got to get that brand designation. Down, when it comes, like, the, what are they, what, <laughs> what are they classified as on the Justice League computers? Like, what, are, what I need a name for these guys. I don't even name for the. Zero five five. Oh, remember that? Zero five six. When they have the numbers, when they go through the Justice League headquarters and they it's all have boy. numbers. Zero five seven. They, they still do, actually. Yeah, they're yeah. doing that on test. Yep. No. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But they, we, um. I guess we. This is makes me the saddest because we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the last member of this team, the last core member of this team, which I think gets kind of a short shrift. Uh, our boy Ryan Potter as Garfield Gar Logan slash Beast Boy. Uh, like I said, Beast Boy uh, debuted as far as the Teen Titans in uh, DC Comics Presents number twenty six in nineteen eighties in October of nineteen eighty. Garfield Logan was raised by his uh, rich scientist parents in Africa. It is there that he contracted a rare disease called Secutia, which is lethal to every species except the West African green monkey. To save his life, his father used an untested serum to change him into a West African green monkey for 24 hours so the virus could die out. But it had the unintended effects of making everything green and granting him the ability to uh, metamorph into any animal of his choice. He joined the Doom Patrol and later the the Raven-led New Teen Titans. But did you guys know? That prior to being cast as Beast Boy, uh, Ryan wanted to play Tim Drake along Ben Affleck's Batman. Really? Well, well was guy, that, like, was that like his dream or like was he? He like, did like an online like, push for, he did like an online push like, you know, share this hashtag, oh. let them know. I well, the kid, he got into DC like, Comics, so like do, take I that as a win. Like, I do remember <laughs> hearing something a few years back of just like a uh, possible Asian Robin. Okay. Yeah. I heard, I heard uh, Anna, they was talking about Anna Kendrick wanting to be like Carrie Kelly, but that's as far oh. as I heard when it comes what? to Ben Affleck or anything. Yeah, I get so mad. Why do they go so far? Like, you haven't even done the, the books right. Why are you trying to make new books? Like, why are you he's trying like, to make new lore? He's just like, he's oh, just like, let's so do funny. this shit. I'm not going to be here long. I want to do it all. <laughs> um, From everything that you've seen. What is seen, your problem is- with Carrie Kelly? <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. I like the glasses. Wait a minute. I like a nearsighted <laughs> psychic. That's my that's my that's my bag right there. A nearsighted okay. psychic. That's what I need. <laughs> that perception. Screw that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Right, glasses. 
glasses in the year 20 whatever are just fashion statements okay they were green that's it i mean people got spiked heads so i can you know things are weird (laughs) how do you guys feel about it's 2019 no no you go ahead (laughs) so how do you guys feel about uh uh gar you know from everything that you've seen prior to this of beast boy gar logan how did you guys feel about this iteration of garfield logan I just didn't get enough time to shine, I think. Not this season. There just wasn't enough time for Gar to get his spotlight, I think. And it'll come. It'll come. It just wasn't time yet. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting enough for, like, um, I liked all the little playoffs they did between him and Rachel, which is really the most I got out of it. Because then, like, I thought, I thought college Rachel and Gar was, like, Cute as heck when they did the dream sequence. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cute with the with the uh, when are you coming to visit? Yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, you know, how do you say surrogate daddy Dick Grayson? Just like, hey, you silly kids. <laughs> <laughs> Got me using Skype, you know, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Not be going to them frat parties, just silly buggers. Is is the uh? <laughs> Is the is the um lack of Gar, um, does that have to do with lack of a definitive story for this character? I I don't know a a, a Beast Boy story. He's and that, a, and that's, 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 I'm a neophyte, a, so I could be I could just be wrong. But I I wanted like I, I would like to know. He's like a perennial side character. Like he's always a supportive character. Like he's got yeah. some arcs that deal with him, but when it went but but like. Has there even ever been a Beast Boy solo book? And and should there should there be should there be because like not every character every character doesn't need to be a main character. Like some characters exist true. just to support other ones, and that's okay. You know, like so if anything, that gives him just a little more of a clean slate with Beast Boy because yeah. he doesn't. It's not like. You know, he's got his story, but his story always intertwines with other stories. So I mean, you can pick pluck. Pick and choose and do whatever you want with uh with your version of the character. Especially since like like taking a side character or or just like a team character and now giving them like their own story or their own book now leads to the trouble where like we are separating him obviously from these from this other cast of uh characters, but we need to give this character their own cast. So now we must create a Ah uh, yes. Yeah, this person to be surrounded like the Flash. Yeah. Well, you yep. now have to put other people in there. You have to mess with a uh, Caitlyn Snow a little bit, mess with the vibe a little bit, right. just so that he has people to talk to about what, what's right. going on and stuff. Yeah, I I can see that, definitely. So like now, if you want to make Caitlyn, like if you want to take that and like, okay, we're gonna make a show about Caitlyn Snow. It's like fantastic. Who does she talk to? Exactly right. On the team? Exactly. No, no, you're right. Uh, at least at least she had a husband at one point. So she's been she man, freaking... Caitlyn. That's a whole nother cast. <laughs> Caitlyn Snow every season has a date. Every season, that girl is killing killing boyfriends. Every every, every season, one of her boyfriends dies. I'm, 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 I'm still was... angry that uh, Robbie Amell just kind of dumped the Flash show where what he thought were greener pastures, and nothing came of it. That's what happens, Do you know what? Do you know the movie Mad Money? <laughs> Do you know the movie Mad Money with Queen Latifah, yeah. Diane Keaton, yeah. and uh, Katie Holmes? That's the movie that Katie Holmes chose to make instead of The Dark Knight. 
Queen Latifah and Diane Keaton instead of Christian Bale and my cocaine. And all this money. <laughs> and he's Legend they, Joker. It's like, well, you can... When they burned a pile of money, that is all of Katie Holmes' paycheck. Yeah, that's what that was. That was actual, her actual paycheck. And, and all of her, like, that she was supposed to get for the rest of her life. <laughs> my God. Scientology, bro. Oh, man. Uh, Gar, Gar, um, there's, there's two definitive things about Gar in this, in this series that they want you to know. Well, three, I guess. One is that, uh, you know, he does have this hunt for family, but I think that that's something that a lot of these characters have. But yeah. the two most important are, A, he can only, at this point, transform into a tiger, and B, he, at, for the most part, doesn't bite people. How do you guys feel about those two revelations? Uh, the Beast Boy that we know, uh, transforms into everything. Rhinos, and bears, and lions, and tigers, and... Bears, and so uh, only only the that tiger in this. To, that goes back to the idea that they want to slowly like they're setting they're pacing themselves with what they're gonna do with these characters. Like we all know what they are already, so I think they feel like it's their responsibility to take us there instead of to just give it to us. And I don't, I kind of, I get it, I get it. Um, but the I thing about him not it could be budgetary huh? too. I assumed it was budgetary. It could be, um, but at the same time, this is what this is what this is like. This is just a feel that I got from it. Like when it when it comes with everybody, like we didn't get, we got little bits and pieces of everyone's story, but we didn't get everything. We didn't get everything for anyone, really. Even even Dick, who had the most spotlight of them all, that we didn't really get too much of like why he even split from Bruce, other than like I don't want to become him. But um, I did, when it, when I it did comes dig the circus people, family though. <laughs> I did dig, well, we did, uh, well, dig, dig circus family, his circus peeps, we definitely, his carny folk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, when it comes to Beast Boy and uh, not biting, that was obviously, you know, that was, uh, that was a plot that they, they, they put there to, to pay off down the line when he eventually uh, he has to kill those uh, asylum doctors in order to escape. Yeah, that was horrifying, like so, watching him and like transform back into a human and still have entrails coming from the side of his mouth and then when trigon's messing with him and he's looking in the mirror and he still sees the blood around his mouth like they in a in a series that kills a lot of people a lot of people, cars and <laughs> bombs and guns and slitting of throats stabs all, all that it was cool to have a character not be cool with all of that because everyone else was kind of cool with all of that and so it was cool to see somebody be like that's not me and i would rather not get to there but I was there, and that's it's also, where... It's also potentially, like, another another experience of um, trauma as a motivator, so now he's, like, he's got this traumatic memory, and now, like, vegetarian. Oh, yeah, for life, right? Did he say something like that? Does he say, like... Or is it Superman that's like, I can feel the plant, so I don't want to want to kill them? <laughs> I don't know like that. that. <laughs> but, like, I, I think I remember there was supposed to be something with Gar where it was, like, I, I can't leave myself to eat the meat because, like, I've been those animals. Uh, I can see that. That makes. Uh, yep, that makes yep. Sense. That's that's how I've always known him. I think, but I don't know if I got that from from the uh, from the animated series or if I got it from the comics. It's just like this thing that I feel like I know about Beast Boy, and that makes yeah. completely com- complete sense. I would not want to eat a cow. I have been a cow. It's I've just that, that simple. You know. How you guys feel about how you guys feel about uh, the family straight from Pleasantville, the a nuclear family, one of the first villains we see. Uh, up in here, I thought. I thought. That yeah, I thought. The, it was. It was good. I remember them from I either Superman the animated series or Justice League the animated series, but they were robots. Um, uh, in like a Pleasantville esque 
situation, or maybe it was Justice League action. One of those. But I was like, then I, I, I remember them, and I, I try to think of them there. And then, obviously, the play on a nuclear family being four people, you know, the regular four-person household. Yeah. That's the that's what they call a nuclear family. Yeah. So I yep. thought that there was a cool little play on words there. Um, But, yeah, all signed up for the whole Suicide Squad mess. Like, uh, you mess up, you're going to take a top <laughs> off. Um, which added so like they handled it so well. To see them so carelessly murder was scary. And then to see them in fear of something, because they were so careless in their murders, to see them in fear of Dr. Adamson when Dr. Adamson's like, I'll just kill <laughs> like, I'll just kill you guys all, all right I now. Or, like, it was creepy to see them so like to see them so uh how do you say uh carelessly murder but be this like really loving, wholesome kind of family unit. Yeah. Like that bothered me. Cause no one, there's no funeral for uh, Dick Grayson's partner. No. Remember that whole thing where they just m- murdered her, where they just chopped her up to little pieces. Oh my yeah. god! Looking for Rachel. They was yeah. Like, we that, that that was just really bothersome to me. Like these are really nice, wholesome, like milkmaid people. Yeah. But, like. Dick's like that sucks, but I got I got things Rachel, I gotta do. Literally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think they were um pretty cool as far as villains are concerned. Who, who, uh, favorite character? Who's your favorite character on this, gentleman? Um, hmm. I think mine's is Robin. I, I, I'll start off then. while you gentlemen think? I think <laughs> mine's is Robin, only because, and I, I, I'm, I, it's mostly because I'm starved for Robin content at this point. I think, Are you? I, I, honestly, I think that um. Some of the best stories ongoing in DC are things like Detective, where you get to see a little bit more with uh, Tim Drake's uh, mentality and stuff. Um, Under the Red Hood is such a, a dynamic story because you get to see the scorned Robin, you know, dealing with that. The 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 um, the birth of Nightwing is such a big deal. The introduction of Damien is such a big deal. Like none of these characters are like side characters that oh, give or take. They they mean something and they add something to the lore of Batman and they they make his lore and his mythology bigger, and so seeing Dick there and not only that but seeing everybody else mark out because he's there. Oh, you're Robin, that's Robin. Yo, he's Robin. Was like, yeah, that name should ring bells. No one said it in a while, but yeah, damn it, it should ring bells. Robin marks out over Robin. Yeah, he's like, what do you do? I keep you guys all alive. That's his, <laughs> that, that's his that's his uh that's his thing right there. But yeah, I'm gonna I, have to go with Robin, and then obviously I had a thing for Jason Todd because I like my Robins. Uh, I think uh, my favorite character. Well, uh, I've got to say characters because my favorite characters were Hawk and Dove, and I don't think okay. I can choose out of them too, particularly. But like I was saying earlier, like they were they were probably one of my favorite parts of the series because of how, uh, just how well they played their roles. Man, it was like I felt the pain. Like I felt for them. I felt bad. I felt so bad. I was like, man, this is great stuff right here. You guys, I want to see more of that. And really, they were the final hook, right? Like they like their episode was like the final, you know, we've got to go help uh we've got to go help these guys. And then we did the nightmare thing and then no no real cliffhanger like <laughs> no they, episode. Yeah, there's no episode. <laughs> <after that. laughs> yeah. So I was like, man, I want to see more. I want to see more Hawk and Dove. I wouldn't even I don't know that I want to see them on their own show, but I, w- I want to see. I hope that they continue to work with the team after their arc is over here. Even though it kind of feels like they're not gonna make it out of this alive. No, I I I, I predict that that's what's probably gonna happen is that um the Hawk Dove Dick triangle and then maybe Corey gets in there a little bit like what's going on what, what history do you have with these people, right. and um 
uh, I, I think it could make some interesting turns. But yeah, that duo was incredibly raw, no pun intended. Uh, every time they were on the screen, it was just, um, it really made you ask these questions to yourself. How would you adapt to um, to pain and trauma like this? Would you uh, enact and become a vigilante? Would you just bottle it up? Would you seek help in a group uh, you know, setting? Would you just drink it off in the, in the nearby bar? Um, what is the right way to handle trauma? What 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 is the way that's just going to continue to poison you to the? I, I don't think of, uh, they. You know, I don't think they handled it well at all. You know, like, right? Right. They, yeah. They're doing. They're, uh, Hank is doing drugs. Uh, Dove yeah. is. Uh, Dove is uh, beating beating people half to death. I think. Oh, I should talk about like the the scene where uh, Dove finds where, where Dawn finds out that Hank had been molested as a child, and then yeah. she decides like that that doesn't sit well with her and she decides to go off and get revenge for him i thought yeah. that that was um but maybe a little bit too soon like they had just met each other i don't know if, like she had been fully but, in love with him but, or whatever but, but, but they, i they, mean they, it showed that she either cared about him enough that she felt that pain and wanted to take care of it for him or she was trying to deal with her own issues and misplaced them into and like kind of kind of kind of redirected her emotions into into hank's problem and then went and okay so yeah like dawn has this moment with with uh, with Hank where she where after she finds out that he's been molested, she decides that she wants to, to, to she wants to go get revenge for him because he he had decided that he wouldn't because he thought that he was trying to suppress that and he's trying not to think about it. She yeah, made it. She made him bring it up. So so. I was thinking that that's like really fast, like because usually like you feel that type of pain for someone you love, and I get that they had slept with each other once, but it's like whoa. So I'm thinking, <laughs> so yeah. I'm thinking that she's like directing her own her own emotions, like because she lost her mom in the same accident where Hank lost his brother, right? So yeah. I'm thinking that she's directing those emotions towards this beat revenge beatdown too. But of course, as we saw. Uh, it didn't work out like all the way for her alone. So Hank ends up coming and saving the day, and it becomes like this cute little bonding moment where we get <laughs> revenge on my molester together, yeah. and now we're we, we love each other for the rest of life. That's I it. just thought that that was like really fast, like it was like just really fast. But then again, like it kind of reminds me of yeah. the line from earlier where, like, and I can't remember honestly if it came before that scene or after, but it kind of reminds me of the line of the whole line about, um being able to force things into being fair. Yeah, that actually comes before then. I think that's that's the that's, no, I think the, that's the response. Like, no, yeah. this is unfair. It shouldn't be that way, so I'm going to make it fair. Um they tell Dove that life is unfair and she needs to just take it as that. She tells the uh you know the group um you know therapist or whatever that we should be able to right wrongs and when seeing that there is a wrong to right in um the abuse that Hawk takes, she decides that now and and this is kind of a hero thing that how heroes think, right? She decides yeah. that now everybody's trauma is her trauma. Yes. Everybody's issue, everybody's wrong is now her wrong to right. And so it's no longer about selfish motivations of I need to get past my mother's death or his brother's death, but there's other people getting molested. There's other people who are losing brothers and mothers. There are there's a bigger thing at hand, but you this is literally tearing them apart. Like or at least Hawk is like falling to pieces. Yes. So it's like it's heroic. But we very rarely. Yeah. Well, she got flung off a building, right? Yes. Remember that? <laughs> I was like, did... no, I was like, she's dead. She is. I thought she, she was dead. I, I was she's so dead. They devastated. threw her off a building. She yeah. is. I'm God. like mad. I'm like, I loved. Her. <laughs> she's so hot. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like like there was gonna be this this period of like, oh great, everyone 
haven't come across is going to bite the bullet. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. I you want, need... uh, like, like I was saying earlier, I want Hawk and Dove to be part of the team. But I kind of see the character arc ending with the death of either one or both of them. They seem very self-destructive. <laughs> well, who's your favorite character? Um, I, w- I was going to go with that, too. I, I guess I was just going to go with Dove alone. But, like, that's probably the part of the show that, like, really got my attention. Okay. The Hawk and Dove stuff. Um, I know other people, like, the comic, um, uh, loyalty, loyal people were, like, really unhappy with their presentations, but, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I thought Mika Kelly did a better job than I expected her to pull. Yeah. I was actually surprised at how, and this is gonna sound, like, shallow of me, she's really beautiful. <laughs> like, she is very, she very is beautiful. She is gorgeous. I'm not sure if that's, like, one of those blonde wigs, but I'm almost scared to see what she looks like without it. I was like, Because wow. I know she's... Like, Listen, Derek Jeter think... as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, and Derek Jeter don't get no scrubs, right? I'll no, tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more I carry it once. So yeah, like, there you go. That, that's, that's sickening me back and crazy. But initially, you think you, you uh, gravitated more towards Dove than... Um, yes. Hank? I did. Uh, Hank was, like, a little, like, like I, you find out why he's a bit unhinged, but, like, he was a bit much for me. It was just like, bro, why are you so insecure? Yeah, and you're very angry. Yeah. <laughs> you are very angry. Shut up, man. Nah. Up. Well, I mean, I don't blame him. Like, his girl fucked, like, Batman's fucking side... She she banged Batman's sidekick. Yeah, you know? once, like, yeah once that's that still happens. Batman's sidekick. He's, try, he's showing up again. I'm a little insecure. And that's still the baby like, bat, you know? That's right. still the baby bat. Um... <laughs> But we were um those I think all those characters well the characters that we named did really stand out um in the show and it sucks because um according to the creative team behind this that their idea of this show is going to be spotlighting different characters at different points so this was obviously a heavier Raven uh Dick Grayson Hawk and Dove sort of narrative and then I'm guessing on the flip side uh, season two we'll get a lot of those but before we go I would love. Well, that's the thing. Before we I'm go, sure. I would I would love to talk about what we think is going to come in season two. I would like to talk about uh, what new heroes you think is coming. What, what who should join? Oh, I I'm sure that Terra is coming at one point or another, and that we're gonna get we're gonna do the Judas contract uh, storyline. Actually, now that I mentioned that, John's actually confirmed a while back that Titans would get its own Deathstroke, and oh, that okay. they're gonna do. Yeah, they're gonna be doing Judas uh, Judas contract soon enough. Maybe I don't know about next season. That would be like really soon. But he definitely mentioned that Titans will be getting its own Deathstroke. So I'm like I'm looking forward I, to that. I guess I'd like to see how they do that because Judas contract has its moments of like weird. Yeah, blood, well, I don't. Blood. I really don't think that they're gonna have pedophile Deathstroke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is if they're going to. This is the show to do it, right? If I mean, they, I guess, you know what? I guess, you know what? This is a pretty dark show. Maybe they'll deal with that. Can they just, <laughs> you know? I just asked. Maybe we're gonna, I just asked if they just bring Manu Bennett in. No, Can they just bring no, Manu Bennett in? Not, that, not if we're going to make him a pedophile. Oh, not, 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 make him a pedophile. No. <laughs> Bennett's Deathstroke was so perfect that I am worried for the Deathstroke <laughs> that they bring in. Yeah. And not to mention, we got a Joe Maganello Deathstroke on Justice League. Yeah, that NTZ. Like I'm pretty certain like, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Always, I, 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 they they spent money on it. I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen. Yeah, they, that's they, funny. they, they, they spent their fuck. <laughs> 
they, he was supposed to be in the Batman, right? That's why he even got casted, right? Yeah. He was going to be in the Batman, yep. and then uh, it was going to be Batman Deathstroke. They and made then a new mask for him. The, they had, like, some footage of him uh, doing Justice some stuff. League or something. Yeah. But um, that doesn't, none of that stuff is going to happen. So I'm not sure what they're even going to do with Deathstroke if they're still going to use him. Yeah. Well, at least we're going to get one on Titans. So that's great. We got the confirmation <laughs> of Superboy, basically, in that post credit scene, a naked man, or, or just some other naked man who likes crypto. <laughs> I was, more, I was more shocked to see we got crypto. Crypto's. I was big. more shocked to see how big Superboy was. Did you see those quads? Those yeah, fucking he was thighs huge. That... I didn't. I didn't see too much. Attention. He was huge. huge. I can see past him. I'm like, what the hell? He was like, even Superman isn't that big. He is that big like, hulking. Big. Yeah, he's a big hulking uh, just, gentleman. Is this Superboy? Or is it like fucking? Yeah, I don't right? know what. Well, I, I don't have know. To ask the question at that point, like, is it? Are, are we casting the dude we put in that scene? No, absolutely not. He was a silhouette, but then that'll yeah. make it weird. When, yeah, when he when shows up looking like Topher Grace, we're gonna be like, "What's going on?" It'll be just as weird as when he did like the dude who popped out the Savitar suit. Who was oh jacked. yeah, yeah, and it was like, oh okay, <laughs> just skinny Barry. Yeah, it's just Barry. It's it was Barry. Barry. It was vibrating Barry. That's it. That's what oh, it was. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. Uh, what are the what are the heroes though? You know we getting Superboy. We got Crypto. Uh, you say Terra no, might come in Terra. as a, as a sneak tip. Uh, you think Garth? Do we uh, ever get Garth? Are we ever gonna get Aquaboy? Aqualad? I, I mean, at this point, uh, due to my favoritisms, I prefer Calder. Okay. He's not. Yeah, he's, they 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 actually definitely do Calder. Like they started putting him in comics. Yeah. Uh, was he in the Aquaman movie? Like I haven't. No. Was he in there? No. But Manta, Manta could, Manta could work with these kids. Oh, you know what? If if, if this thing here you say about you know Jeff Jones alluding to adding a gay team member, Calder would be the guy. Oh, him gay in the I forgot he. That's said true. That. I forgot he said that. Yeah, no, he, you're right. He said that I'm in season two. He would add now. one. Yeah. I'm actually certain now that Calder is coming down the pipeline. Uh, so we get some water kinesis. That, I mean, that I, the bill's looking like it's getting higher and higher. Uh, laser eye vision, water kinesis. Well, if Wonder Girl comes, if Wonder you, Girl comes you through, you need Wally. You need Wally, like an actual Wally, because Maybe the they Wally. The, <laughs> we they like you need Wally, like TV Wally. TV Wally was a bust. Yeah, he, he kind of sort of was. TV Wally was a. You bust. mean t- you mean t- you mean TV Wallace? T- Wallace. Wallace. Excuse me, yes, Wallace. <laughs> because we didn't really get a Wally West, right? That's actually Wally West's cousin. If Wallace. We're, if we're going to do that, sure. They got the, they got the grandfather's name. Yeah. That's what the hell happened there. Wallace. So, so someone passed that along to Greg Berlanti so they can introduce a new Wally and have nothing to... <laughs> do with anything else, yeah. No, but... um. Um, I'm almost certain that we're gonna get more Titans members. Like this is a bear. This is like a skeleton crew of Titans. <laughs> you yeah. know, like. Not, yeah, it, it is. More- it is bare bones, and I'm guessing Grayson's eventually gonna have to put all these people under his wing and be like, "This is what we're doing." And For sure. So, um, but as far as villains are concerned, I mean, you said Slade. Does that mean we get yep. maybe Rose Wilson? Do you see Ravager popping up anytime soon? I, I don't know who that I is. I think that. I oh, think right, that we right. need Jericho. We need Jericho. Kid? We need Rose. We we we. It's like all that stuff is like such such classic. It's part of it's. Part I don't know if I'm ready for Jericho's hair though. Jericho is <laughs> notoriously <laughs> that hair. I don't know. He's gonna get it from his father. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where where he gets that like 
Bob Ross haircut from, but he um, he's rocking it. Is the other is the other idiot on Arrow Ravager too? Yeah, Joe. Oh, okay. Joe is it sure. Grant? He has a son named Grant, and he has a son named Joe, Joe. and he has a daughter named Rose. Joe if I'm not mistaken, and Jericho. Okay. He has yeah. a lot of kids. He's a bad father though. But yeah, don't well, don't get it twisted. He's, he's a, a bad father. <laughs> he's kind of a shitty father. So I mean, Joe uh, was Ravager in the Arrowverse. Yes. Yeah, Yogi. They did. Uh, they did. Uh, when they did Ravager in the Arrowverse, it was a uh, Isabella. Uh, oh yeah, it was, it was the girl. Oh, it was that, okay. It was yes. that that was she working was, for Ali. Yes, yes, yes. Related, she just like wanted the D. This is the, <laughs> this is that unique season of Arrow where that girl that he's screwing wants to actually kill him. Yes, I remember that, that. very very unique story yes. point that they never do again. It, it's a thing that you know they never tried. Never done that. <laughs> uh, we alluded to her before. What are the odds we get Blackfire? Um, I'd say it's pretty good unless they want to not, you know, destroy their budget. That's true. I wouldn't be surprised if we get the twist. You know, this actually is Blackfire. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all because um, she's got a little streak to her, a little mean streak that I'm not used to seeing on a Starfire. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. It would suck, right? Be because then they they would have known that, and then they got all the hate, and then they had to just <laughs> shut up. Right? <laughs> they had to just be right. like. Have to cast a new, new uh, person or anything. No, you know, no, you just give one straight yeah. hair or pull up the other one and, and take and know. take the jackets off of both of them, please. Take those right. big fur jackets away. Let's put them to the side. Th- the party's I th- over. I think Simon this could thing- be interesting. Simon? Yes. Yeah, Simon. You know, a mind control villain that doesn't really cost much. Doctor can... Light. Doctor Light certainly coming, but I always feel weird about Doctor Light. Uh, like, which Doctor Light? Doctor Light. <laughs> He was this regular cheesy Teen Titans cartoon villain, and then all of a sudden he's a rapist. I, so you know like, what's funny? I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't you mind like I, that book. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't mind Identity Crisis on a small scale. I do like. Okay, like I should say this because like everybody's gonna be like, I like Identity Crisis. Okay, when I read Identity, <laughs> when I read Identity Crisis, I was very, very early in my DC comics reading, and so I'm like. Holy shit, like, this is, like, Law and Order, but, like, on steroids. Like, this is great. Freaking murder mystery. I didn't have the emotional attachment to, like, Sue and Ralph Dibney. So I was like, man, she's this chick got raped, whatever the heck. I, I didn't, it, like, I didn't, ha- I didn't have the knowledge of this, of how wholesome and, and clean and perfect, like, Sue and Ralph were. And for them to, like, so I understand why people are like, how could they do this to Sue Dibney of all people? Like, I get that. I totally get that. But. Well, I like also, the like story. all of Batman's friends mind wiping him. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that that's very poignant. I think that that has to happen in Batman's lore because he has such a a distrust already. All he needs is a little bit of a more reason to, because that's how you get Brother Eye. That's how you get all the stuff that comes after that. Can we not get Brother Eye? But I I feel like I feel like. I feel like Brother okay. Wright is the natural progression of par- Batman's paranoia. I think you don't... You look at Kingdom Come where he has bat bots controlling the world. Well. Like, it doesn't... And it's not supposed to. Like, he's supposed to know that he's supposed to give the individual a chance. He can't just blanket uh, humanity as flawed and then just run it like it's a, 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 a machine or something like that. That's the one thing about Batman that he... In his best moments, he realizes the that the individual choice to be good or bad is what really matters. That's a big Superman thing, too. So if you did... I, I wouldn't mind Identity Crisis on a smaller scale. Like, if you found out that that um, everybody was was cool with, you know, Raven killing Dr. Light, but then Dick Grayson walks into the room like, what the hell are you guys doing? You understand? Know what, right. like, what are you guys doing? And then it becomes a thing of that morality. Would be fine. 
that, where, you, where it becomes be like, great, what, are you, what are you doing? Like I say, it's on a smaller scale. It was the idea of the murder mystery and then what it ended up becoming. I think that kind of soured people. Um, but the idea well, of no, like... People were like just straight up... People were like pissed because like, okay, later on it comes out like that. It was like Dan DeDito was like specifically asking. Like he oh, wanted yeah. this. He chose... They went on a writer's retreat. Awesome yeah, they went on a writer's retreat just to come up with this rape story and stuff. I, I need to lock yeah, which was crazy. They they told like them, knowing knowing. Go ahead, brother. Knowing what like okay so like having read the story without any context, right? I didn't even have any connection to like the <laughs> the much larger Infinite Crisis story that was that this was a part of. Like I just read this on its own, so like uh -huh. reading it on its own without any context is like great. But when you know what went into it, like the thought process behind Identity Crisis is what bothered people so much. Like they literally just made this book for the sake of being dark. Yeah. Like so, it's like. They're like, don't forget the rape pages. Or like, that was like an actual thing. Yeah. Like, don't forget don't the rape pages. By the way, on the on the watchtower, like, don't forget that. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Then they set her on fire when she was pregnant, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! Death of the author <laughs> is not a thing in comics. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you put on you put on your your Infinity Gauntlet, oh, uh, so to speak. What is the one thing that you would absolutely love from Titans season two? I'll start. I uh, think I, I mean I definitely want Nightwing. Sure. I, I want them to be called Titans. And I think my my stupid little caveat to just make it go over the moon is someone say Titans together. If someone says Titans together, I'm in the bag. You got me? And everything's good. You got it. And I hope it's Beast Boy trying to make up a, a catchphrase. I hope it's let him like, you know, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to stick to something. Maybe Titans together. I, I, I like his fanboyishness around Wonder Girl and um and Robin. Robin. So, yeah, I, I really want Titans together. And I want that Nightwing outfit, but pr preferably without all the feathers on the on the chest and stuff like that. No, no feathers. No feathers. No feathers. Oh, as long as we can skip past, as long as we can skip past Disco Nightwing. Oh my I'm gosh. okay. Uh, like, that was disgusting. We but I, I'm worried. Like that's what we're gonna do. Cause like, <laughs> well, Corey's Disco, disco Corey. So we up. got Disco Corey, Disco Queen, uh, Starfire. We, did. No, we definitely did. What's we your did. Uh, Um, if I had to get, if I had to choose one thing that I absolutely wanted out of Titans, I feel like I'm getting it already. Cause like we're gonna do, we're gonna do the Judas contract, but um. Uh, I mean, I I, I want to ask for more of this. Uh, I want more of this, like the way that they've completely acknowledged all, all the DC universe around them to the point where you, we even got Batman silhouette for an hour. Okay, like I want more of that. We you got, want more of an existing an existing universe. I love I love that they don't have to connect with the already existing shows, but we can have a larger universe. I love that they can do that. So I want more of that. Okay. Um. I'll make a slightly selfish one here and, and maybe another one. Uh, for me, I'd like just a small reference to the fact that the Nightwing name comes from Superman. Okay. Yeah, uh, Flamebird, right? Nightwing and Flamebird. Great. That's great. Yeah. I'd, I'd, Flame I'd Bird, like yeah. him to reference the fact that he got the name from Clark. Yeah. From, you know, uh, an old Kryptonian story. That would just warm my heart because a lot of people don't know that story. Now that you say that, isn't it crazy that by next year, seemingly, we will have had a live-action Superman, Superboy, and Supergirl? Yeah. 
That's crazy. Good good work, Kryptonians. And we're getting a baby super boy. And we got the dog, bro. We got the dog. Crypto's here, bro. We were just missing Streaky. That's the Streaky. No, Streaky does exist technically. Is he the cat or the horse? Cat. There's a horse. The Supergirl cat. has a horse. I know that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I don't remember the horse. <laughs> there were a lot of weird animals in the 60s. Thanks a lot, Comics Authority Code. Yeah. Yes, yes. I think I, I think Streaky's on the show. Yeah. Is she, like, does she have a cat? I think she, she has a house streaky? cat. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I think she has a house that'd cat be, she calls I... Streaky. Ah. Okay, that it just that doesn't have powers. It doesn't need like I don't need a freaking Justice League of Animals, you know. Like I'm, I'm saying, it'll come, man. Coming to the DC Universe app. No. Um. Other than that, um, I if I could add a character, I would even though like you'd have to probably work around the the effects thing. Um, I'd like him again. Okay. Yeah, Miss oh, Martian. Man, we got very little of that in the Arrowverse because that came Jeff and went John's on original. Supergirl. Yeah, that's a Jeff Johns original character, Miss Martian. Definitely see her coming on. He's like, he's like, one thing I love about Jeff Johns being involved in all these shows is like, he's written, he's like such a fanboy that he's written all his favorite characters and he loves to bring them into everything that he's doing. Of course. Like, look at Star Girl now. Star Girl is like one of his babies, and he's like, well, yeah, I'm going it's into a TV that one show. blind. <laughs> yeah, but it's getting its own. Yeah, uh, it's funny because I was. I was thinking for a second about Brother Blood, and it, I, it reminded me that they also did Brother Blood and Arrow. It was the same yes. season that they did Deathstroke <laughs> yes. and Ravenger. Man, did they pillage the DC uh, history for Arrow. I guess they really? didn't know if they were going to get anything else, so they were just like, screw it. Because this is back in? when like they were re- like everyone was really hard on doing like Villain of the Week under the overarching story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which they don't do as t- as like strongly as they used to do. Right. I, I, I assume they ran out of them at the five Now seasons. they can't get anything done with the person hanging around. Yeah, right. I get it. Yeah. But like, we but used to always have someone... Back then, they were like... Hmm? You figure back then, they were like worried that like, we could get canceled at any moment. Let's get it all and in. No, and hand. no one they might like, ever do this. Right. Who's going to do Brother Blood? Who's going to do, yeah, you know... They threw it Barry Allen in season two. We even got the Flash in season two. Like before he had a show. Yeah. It's like, let's get it all in there. Let's just get it in. You know? yeah. I wonder I wonder if they can handle a speedster on that team. It would be very interesting to see uh what that team looks like with the speedster. I in the Jeff Johns run, Bart Allen is incredibly entertaining. He's he's a real lighthearted uh addition to the team. Uh, he kind of almost plays the Beast Boy role. Beast Boy's a little bit older, you know, a little bit more. I mean, he still jokes around and stuff, but Bart is the adulation of the team, the actual excitement, mm-hmm. um, which is what Actually, Beast Boy plays here. Now that, now that you mentioned Bart, uh he hasn't been a, he hasn't had a live action uh, version of himself, right? That nope. would be a great way to put a flash on this team without undercutting what they're doing over on the CW. And because do, he's from the future, you don't even gotta worry about it. Do we about have any yeah. archers left? Any archers left? Yeah. Amico? Well, no, they're no. We're they doing did, Amico. Uh, oh yeah, we're doing Amico for Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. They're doing Amico, which actually I was gonna say. Um, I thought it was funny that they're introducing Amico right around the time where it looks like Oliver's gonna die. So I'm like, okay, yeah. she's gonna be this recurring character on all the DC shows. That's actually great. Yeah, sure. Amico Queen. But that's so just like, a side thing. I'm just like, yeah. Are there any left that they haven't done that they could put on this show? Listen, I'm pretty sure Willa Holland ain't doing nothing. They better just call I'm her I'm pretty up. sure Willa Holland don't want to pick up a bow again anytime soon. That's also soon. probably true. <laughs> That's also probably true. Maybe she has a thing for Brandon Thwaites. Who knows? We I gotta, don't know. We got to see. Uh, I, I, I don't know if they can, like, if there's an arrow wet. Like, we already, we, we 
did Artemis and then we scrapped it like real fast. Did they? Did they really do? Did they do Artemis? Yeah, in I season feel, I feel like four. I the girl who joined the team in season five is Artemis. Five, yeah, five. Oh, yeah. oh my God, the traitor chick. Yes. What? <laughs> yep, <laughs> I forgot yep, about yep. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay, I liked her because she was she was fake Black Canary and then became Artemis. Um, oh man! Last but not least, noticeably missing from this roster, but set to get his live-action television debut, is Vic Stone Cyborg. Do you think he stays on Doom Patrol, or is his destiny no, met with no. the Titan Titans? Hell, absolutely Titans. not. You know, like I feel like they, they, um, they, they were always gonna put Cyborg on this team, right? But if you see the way the first season went, like they barely had enough time to tell everyone's story, like together. Imagine adding something else into that. Yeah. It wouldn't have worked. So um, I could definitely see him being transferred over to the Titans after he gets his story told over on Doom Patrol. So I, I, I'm, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if that's the reason that they put him there. What do you think, GT? I, I figured they put him on Doom Patrol because it was too white. But <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same reason they put him on Justice League because it was too white. <laughs> but they did recast a bunch of people in Doom Patrol. They've got like a Latina. They got isn't one of them Asian. Oh, Crazy Jane. Oh, they got Diane Guerrero on from um, uh, yeah. Orange is the New Black. She's cute. Yeah. She, yep. They, she is cute. She uh-huh. absolutely is. I, I don't um, know. Um, I. I <laughs> I almost don't want him to go just to see people get upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think people would get well, upset. Well, you got to be careful, though. You got to be careful getting people upset because, like, I like I know a lot of people don't really acknowledge this, but, like, when, like, the general public really looks to, like, the, like, when they're online, like, they look to see what the, what the geeks, like, how, is, how are they reacting? Like, let's take a look at these comic sections. And they go by that. They take that with them. And yeah. sometimes they don't even watch or read the material. And they'll take the opinions that they read of people like us. And they'll just, that's what they go with. That's, yeah. that's they their trust, opinion. They have now. trusted guides in these mediums. I mean, if, so. if if like, if the opinions are like, well, he should be on this team. It's like, it's not much. Like, of a... Well, you know, that's, that's not like much. But, you know, uh, you know. Um, you know, internet criticism. People take, people yeah. take small things. They blow up about them. Yep. <laughs> like, like, this scene does not uh, contain a lap dance. Ding! Ha! You know what I'm saying? Stuff, stuff happens, bro. Points. Stuff, points. <laughs> points. Stuff definitely happens. Woo! What an episode talking about DC Titans. I think I got my Titans full. Uh, Phil? Full? I'm still doing this? Anything you guys have left to say? Any, anything, anything left on the, the old Titans uh, mantle there? I want to I, I, I wanna imagine that it took like 45 seconds for him to come up with the theme song. Because it's just... Bah, 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 bah. Did you know, did, did you notice that every time um a new episode was that they showed different things in the letters? I did notice that. Yeah, yeah we, I thought we, that was pretty we cool. We eventually picked up on it. Like it keeps changing. Oh, it's what's yeah okay. The inside the letters they would show the what basically the main characters would be in the story that uh the episode that unfolded. It's like the so it's like the ensemble cool. book where the first page is like and here's everyone in the book today. Yeah, exactly, definitely. Uh, Yogi, any any last words about our Titans? Yeah, so I enjoyed uh, season one of Titans. I'm looking forward to season two, but I'm concerned with the with with this news that I that I that I'm hearing about the DC Universe app not gaining the subscribers that they thought that they would, and I'm worried because that makes me think, as I said earlier, what will happen to these shows that I'm becoming invested in, and the the slate that I'm looking forward to, the Harley yeah. Quinn, the Swamp Thing, the rest of Young if we Justice. Just get the Harley Quinn. So I'll be I'm good. like. <laughs> I'm 
I'm actually okay. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to the Harley Quinn cartoon too. Uh, um, it's different. You know, DC have they put out like full on adult cartoons before, other than like so. one or two rated R animated movies? No, I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that they have. This will be a new foray. I'm looking forward to see what they do. Yeah, for sure. I think the answer to the to the to the fledgling um, subscriptions. I think that they. I think that CW the CW shows are very cast heavy. I think you can start trickling some of those guys over. I mean, you know, what's a Mister a Mister Terrific is wasted on <laughs> Arrow. You know, like you don't need Mister Terrific for Arrow. Yeah. Like, what are you doing with that? Um, people like Killer Frost, Firestorm, like all those characters can live on the app. Um, they work in, so hard in various to like, shows. like build up the outsiders without ever actually calling it that. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and you can only keep introducing so many heroes and so many multiverses when, when if these if this is not getting off the ground, you got to start putting some support no, there at the app. We've got like six more black canaries to run through. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Well, you know what? When it, when it comes to casts, like the cast of Doom Patrol is wild. Like the cast of Swamp Thing is wild. Like they're yeah, casting some lying. pretty. Some pretty big names, and I don't know that that's helping. Warner Brothers, never, <laughs> Warner Brothers never skimps on the cast, though. They have, they've never, they've always been like, "How much does he cost? Give him three of that." Yeah. Well, as long as they don't skimp on that CGI budget, we're good. Uh, I think, I think, I think that's where that. I think uh, that will be what makes or breaks a season two. But uh, if you guys like shows like Titans, you guys probably like all things that come to comic books and comic book media, and we talk about all those things right here as a part of the Major Issues podcast. We are. A year strong, which means we got a whole back catalog talking about all the things that come to comic books and comic book media. And you can find it all by searching for the Major Issues Podcast, wherever podcasts are found. That's places like Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play. uh, Or you can just get it on YouTube. When uh, push comes to shove, I think that we will have um, a lot to talk about in the future. But in all honesty, I'm so proud of all the things that we've all the episodes we've already covered. We've gone in-depth on characters. We've gone in-depth on, on actual comic books and comic book movies. So go ahead, look at our back catalog, and uh, I think you'll like it. And if you do, do us a favor and rate and review us on iTunes, which is the quickest way for us to grow as a podcast and to grow our audience. Um, and the audience that we're trying to grow is the cool kids. You understand? We want, we want our own titans on this side. <laughs> you know, we want our own uh, little little squad. So go ahead and join. Uh, you can find all of our information at facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Uh, and we're also at Major Issues CBC on Twitter. Uh, Greg, I believe you have your own. Yes, Twitter my Twitter handle? is WeBirthGT. I am on there occasionally tweeting. I'm still not that great at it. Yeah, we're up. We're constantly posting up memes and news. So uh, reach us there. And uh, for this next, uh, I guess, two months, we are actually running a, a little bit of a promotion. If you buy any shirt from T Public, uh, that is Comic Book Click, you go ahead and take a selfie with that. Use the hashtag CBCWorthy, and you'll be entered to win two tickets to see Captain Marvel, the, uh, the next uh, big Marvel movie coming from the MCU out in March. So go ahead and do that. And we're getting ready because next week episode, next week's episode is the best of 2018. Uh, CBC Awards. So we'll be talking about the best villain, talking about the best movie, talking about the best TV show, and you guys want to be here for that. That is next week. But this has been an incredible week because this has been DC Titans. And my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. 
Thomas, aka GT Rebirth. It's Jonathan Escudero, aka Yogi. And whether or not people are saying you look like a hooker because you have a fur coat, whether <laughs> the only thing that they could afford to dye on you was your hair, whether uh, people getting dick wrong oh, and Jesus. dick right and just on dick in general. <laughs> uh, <laughs> remember that it's Titans together. We are the clique. And you, yes, you are worthy.